The following content has been freshly blended from the finest niggatry the south side of Houston, Texas has to offer. Southside. But we didn't measure the sugar. We just eyeballed it. Because we niggas. Start the show. Real niggas don't measure. No. My grandmother didn't measure. <laughs> All her measurements were yay bit. <laughs> Put a yay bit of this in there, yay bit of that in there. You and take about this much. <laughs> and if you can still taste this, if you, if you can, and you know, the older your parents get, the less effort goes into that stir. So sometimes you gotta pull it to the side and give it, a, and, and just take the whole container and give it that good shake, because mm-hmm. you can still you can still taste the little grain the little grains of sugar. If your Kool Aid didn't crunch, that shit wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't understand non crunchy Kool Aid <laughs> when I reached a certain age. Oh man, niggas plus information plus alcohol. Equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the weak and foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. And welcome to the third resurgence of the first stage of coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> We're still in the first stage, y'all. Bruh. <laughs> and what's fucked up is I feel bad because Houston was getting a, well, Texas really was getting a bad rap. Mm-hmm. Houston, this is true, Houston was actually starting to improve. Yeah. Houston, I think Houston made it to five percent, which is mm-hmm. which is the which is the number that we thought was insane at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and Houston made it to five percent, and it was going down. It was being contained, and there was just this jump. I couldn't imagine what it was from. It cooled off, and you niggas didn't know how to act. They told y'all hurricane season was over. You niggas, you niggas just ran, ran outside. A friend of mine got a, well, and it's kind of a long story, but a friend of mine, you know, because of the economy, um, you know, there were some issues with hours at his job mm-hmm. and, you know, he had to, he had to pick up a couple of DJing gigs here and there. And he's, he's very, you know, he's one of those folks. He's very, very careful, very cautious about yeah. everything. Um, and even in picking up DJ gigs. He had certain parameters that he wanted them to put in place. Like, the DJ booth had to be far away from everybody. Oh, bet. Um, and in the most recent one, he was he was kind of lucky because he got an outdoor venue where he's kind of up on the roof while everybody else is down below. Um, he sent me a video from, from last night. Oh, shit. I was like, wow, that looks like a lot of people there. Say yeah, there were about seventeen hundred people that came through it at different points, and uh, you know he again he was he was well separated from most of the people there. Sure, and you know he even showed a selfie where he had his his KN ninety five mask on. <laughs> he panned down onto a sea of about seventeen hundred people. Hell no! Saw not a mask. Hell no! So I was like, well. At least you could say you've been to a super spreader event. I was gonna say, 
He's doing better than me. I, I don't even try anymore. He may not be there next week. <laughs> I tell people up front, quit inviting me to shit and quit sending me the flyers for shit. Oz ain't coming. Oz ain't coming. Yeah. I'm not passing by. The most, the most outdoor activity you can get from me is uh, click the comments. The click the comments team is having a picnic. See, that's outside. Yeah, that's outside. That's easy to distance. Um, don't none of them girls like me like that. So I don't have to worry <laughs> about them touching me or hugging me. They don't like me like that. I haven't talked to them in a while. I gotta highlight them. Um, the most I, I've been doing outside is walking at Tom Bass Park at 7 a.m. when there are only like two other people there. Oh wow! Okay, that's been great. Um, and, you know, so I might make an appearance, take get my photography practice on, take some pictures. Um, a little out of practice. And and be out before anybody realizes that 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 the 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 nigga that was there is the photographer. <laughs> oh, that nigga be in the group group. Yeah. Okay. Um, we are doing what is this episode? One ten. One ten. Damn. Yeah. We're there. We are the well, roaring tens. Well into the triple digits. <laughs> um, I guess we'll start off giving flowers while people are here. Um. Flowers go to a good friend of mine, a writer, a poet, a, I almost call him kind of a, maybe not a historian of pop culture, as much as a real analyst and scientist of pop culture, uh, out of Columbus, Ohio, Mr. Scott Woods. What up, Scott? Uh, Scott wrote, and I'm not going to get too much into the subject matter because only because we're going to tackle it a lot throughout the show. Uh, definitely towards definitely towards the uh, last leg of the show. Um, he wrote a a medium article a, for level through medium. Ice Cube isn't winning at chess; he's losing at poker. Huh. And the and the tagline under it is my favorite part. Mortgaging 30 years of reputation for an unredeemable promise is an all-in sucker's bet. That's a bar. He has described this shit better than we will probably be able to in almost a two-hour podcast. Wow. Um, And he is not wrong. Um, And he really goes into the chestnut checkers aspect. Um... Because as I would imagine he is, as a smart renaissance guy he is, um, I'm pretty sure he's excellent at chess. Um, I'll just read this one excerpt. Chess is a perfect game. Oh, no, I'm going to go back further than that. For all the armchair grandmasters out there who think Ice Cube is playing political chess with Trump by cutting a deal on the rapper's contract with Black America... The only thing I'm sure of is that most of his fans don't actually know how to play chess. Chess is a perfect game, but here it is imperfectly applied. The game's allure as a representation of complex deals and big money moves is understandable. Chess involves long-range strategies, frequently requiring players to predict their opponent's moves. It is both infinitely graceful and stunning in its brutality. 
But the more you unpack the game as a metaphor for a deal like this, the more you realize that not only is Ice Cube no Bobby Fischer, he's not playing chess at all. He's playing poker and poorly. I encourage you to go on, on Medium and look up Scott Woods' article. Um, Ice Cube isn't winning at chess, he's losing at poker. Um, it really unpacks everything that we're probably going to end up saying sometime in this program. <laughs> Better than we ever could. Oh, than yeah. two drunk niggas ever could. Um, Scott Woods. And, and Scott Woods. I, I, I want to highlight him. Because I highlight him in my in my Friday. In my little Friday list. He's one of the mainstay favorite people of mine. Mm-hmm. Because. He does something that not a lot of critics. Can do. He can take a thing. And he can unpack it. And he can maybe unpack what it says about the culture at that time without necessarily insulting the culture. Makes sense. Or insulting the people who may like it. Yeah. Um, you know, we we definitely have vastly different feelings about Lovecraft Country. Mm. But he respects that there's something about it that the audience likes. Yeah. And he and you know maybe he doesn't always. I'm not trying to speak for him, and I'm not. This isn't a, a judgment of him. Maybe he does or doesn't understand why they like it. But at the same time, even though he's he's got that intellectual curiosity, maybe he doesn't have to understand why why they like it. Right. It's just maybe it's just not for him. Right. It's you know? like me and reality TV. Right. I don't dislike it. I don't necessarily understand why people like it, but I do understand that there must be something about it that that people like. Therefore, it can't, you know, it's not inherently it can't be all bad. Yeah, it can't be all bad. There's there's something in there. Um, and I this is one of the things I've learned from him and um, a handful of other writers like him as a comic book critic. I've had to review some bad comics, some comics where look. If you like this shit, fine. I don't know what you could possibly be getting out of this. It wasn't worth my time. Mm. Uh, that's the thing I've learned from Scott Woods is that you cannot like something and not be insulting about it. Um, that's true. A lot of film Twitter does not have this. I, I, actually, film Twitter will film Twitter treats people who like certain things as just unwashed dummies. That's a lot of social media though, and. That's that's something even personally I've I've fallen victim to before. You know, as a person who's been involved in music mm-hmm. and have been critical of music at times, there there's there's a feeling where if you have an audience, you have to you have to you have to express a a, a definitive right. answer to to everything. I, I think so. If you if you don't like something, you have to you have to absolutely despise it, and it has to be the worst shit ever. Right. There's not a lot of interest in the middle ground, so to speak. Right. That's not exciting. Yeah. There's yeah. There's nothing exciting about saying, you know, like my 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 honest opinion of Lovecraft is that I like Lovecraft, and it's it's not a perfect show, um, and there are things about it that, you know, I was like. Eh, I wish that would have been done better. But overall, I like it. 
that's not an exciting opinion. Like most people want to hear you either say it is the greatest shit ever, or they want or, you to say, or they want you to be able to say fuck that shit. Yeah. So they can write an article about it and go, you'll never believe what so and so said on this podcast. Yes. Yeah. Buzzfeed. It, it, yes. <laughs> and Scott Woods doesn't fall for that. Good for you. At the same time, he does stand true to how he feels about a thing. Yeah. He just doesn't fall for the hype. And from a critic to a critic, um, this is why he's probably one of my consistently favorite people on the internet. Um, and he's been retweeted by the likes of, like, I think John Boyega. Um, maybe Ava uh, retweeted him at one or um, uh, reposted some of his work. Um he can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but thank you, Scott Woods. Thank you for thank you for being a level-headed critic and kind of just be, saying no to hot takes. I'm afraid that if and when we get to Ice Cube, um, my take is going to be a very hot take. I'll say we're. Not, I, I I mean, yeah, that people know what they come to the show for. There it's be, fine. There will be no middle ground answer. <laughs> Which is fine. You know, people, at this point, we're 110 episodes in. People know what they signed up for. Um, going into Humans Ain't Shit. One of my frustrations, and Randall's very lucky in the, in the way that he does not social media in the Ooh. same way that I do. So thankful. Um, and you know what? I'm sorry. One, one good byproduct of that is I didn't realize until someone told me Late Saturday night, the Kanye had released a new song. I was like, "My wait, really? Exactly, exactly. Holy shit! Exactly. I'm not listening to it. Isn't it? Neither am I. Not listening to it. I, I did a search on Spotify to see if it was there. I was like, it is actually there. Like I have finally, I have finally achieved algorithm bliss, where Kanye does not appear in any of my feeds. And nor does he appear in, in, in my Spotify feed as well. I heard he had a campaign video. I haven't even heard that. I haven't watched that either, and I I intend not to. But. Shout out to the algorithm, y'all. I was say, you God beat... Damn. Randall has finally beat the algorithm. Fuck, I'm finally out the Matrix. Thank you. Right on. I'm sorry, as you were saying. Um, But Randall is lucky that he is not social media the way I do. Because I... I end up having to see all the bullshit. Mm. Um, I think Scott has Scott Woods himself has commented on this on my on my post before. Is Scott local to Houston? No, no, no. Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, we still got to get him on one day. I agree. <laughs> just, yeah, amazing guy. You got to read some of his shit. Um, Niggas read. <laughs> he has a Patreon as well. Um, the which I admire because he has to stay consistent with that. Mm-hmm. And as a writer, I don't stay consistent with my own projects um, that might make me money sometime down the road. I don't. I, I don't. I don't feel right holding an audience hostage, and this is part of why Neverland is in hiatus. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I digress. So. Um, one of the stupid ass hot takes I have to hear from the seat at the table, chestnut checkers niggas defending Ice Cube, and I don't want to go into the Ice Cube portion of it because again, you'll be hearing that a lot more this episode. Um, is that people feel like I hear this? Well, we have to sit down and talk to people that we don't 
like that we don't necessarily like if we want to change anything uh we have to stop being so emotional about trump you're just being emotional and this pisses me off so bad and maybe i am being emotional as a matter of fact no i am being emotional but guess what when you're talking about racism on an institutional systemic level you're going to be emotional because when we're talking about racism and we're we're talking about something that has a backstory of centuries 400 400 years and counting really mm-hmm. um and with that history and that and the fact that there's been no no closure there's been no remorse there's been no real way to placate us from that history and we see other races being placated there's a holocaust museum Mm -hmm. if you say anything if you say anything in that culture about the holocaust jokingly you'll be lambasted right there's very rarely that same energy about slavery So when you're talking about these things that we don't really get real closure on and probably never will, there's trauma there. Every generation has a degree of trauma in the black community that involves racism. And when you're talking about people's trauma and you tell them to stop being emotional about a thing, that's when you're going down the road of being callous that's when you're going down the road of being condescending and judgmental to people who have endured and are enduring trauma. People are, people are emotional. People are we, emotional. We, we that's have emotion. a human condition. Right. It's, it's a human condition. It's something that's built into us. It's something that we've developed over millions of years of evolution, if you believe in that. Um. Or, you know, given to us by God if you believe in creation. Which, anyway. Um, why is it unnatural for people to make decisions or, or make things based on emotion? Um, the whole concept of fight or flight is arguably an emotional response. 100%. Um, eat a black-owned dick is... An emotional response. It is. And, and applies to many, 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 many situations. Agreed. Um, including whether or not you vote for Trump. I, when, when people are telling you... When people are telling you to stop being led by your emotions, it's the equivalent of shut up and dribble. It's, it's them trying to dictate the guidelines by which you should make a decision. And they're centering their own angle and their own pet cause, correct, on a thing, and they want they 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 want you to ride their bandwagon. Um, they need to shut the fuck up with that shit. They do. Like, that's a, just the shit we've seen over during the course of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's something to be emotional about. We're already an endangered species, I would say. Yeah, and on top of that, now there's a now there's a virus, there's a pandemic where people that you know are just here and gone in a span of a week. Yeah, my pastor just up and died. 
that's that he's he's been a friend to my family for two or three generations that's insane that's crazy and nobody living has ever dealt with a pandemic before most people most people most black people living have dealt with racism mm-hmm. but the 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 events of this year are just piling on top of each other on top of each other on top of each other as a result of each other i have not met a single person this year that at this point has not developed some type of of emotional response to the the cumulative effect of things that have been happening this year and if they have they they've been in a coma Every every everyone that I know has developed some type of an emotional response to this. It's perfectly natural. Honestly, I think the people that are telling people to stop being emotional are the. Are, are, I think that's a that is a coping it's mechanism. A cop- yeah, it's a defense mechanism for they, their own emotions. They don't because want to discuss they too it. Are emotional. They don't want to discuss it. Right. And business people make emotional decisions all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think. And, and, and just like uh, Charlemagne, stupid ass, said, "Revenge is for broke motherfuckers." Donald Trump's entire, Donald Joseph Trump's entire campaign, his entire administration, everything that he has done since he entered the political arena, has been revenge. Yes, against Barack Obama and everything Barack Obama stood for. Yeah. Everything points that he took this shit super personally at the correspondence dinner almost a decade ago <laughs> and decided and decided to uh set off an apocalypse with all the amenities. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that a simple act of getting roasted would have resulted would have resulted in the onset of the apocalypse? And the entire decline of a civilization. <laughs> Who would have thought that was going to be the big man? If or when we live through this, and we have to watch documentaries, we are all gonna we are all gonna be laughing to keep from crying. Right at that very moment, you know the one with the close up of him, and he just does not look entertained at all. Yeah, when Obama's getting that Gary Busey joke off. Man, that was the, the or- that was the beginning of the fall of the republic. The origin story of a supervillain. Um, and all this should be reacted to emotionally. When we stop reacting to things emotionally, and when we stop being shocked by things, that's when we become complacent. That's when we become complacent, and that's when I think the bad guys are winning because now it's just what we expect. And when it's what we expect, we're less motivated to fight it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think those people should shut the fuck up. And it's just one example of why the seat at the table ass chestnut checkers niggas need to go away. Um, and I'll just leave it there because there's definitely going to be more on that. <laughs> Song of the week. Um, I like the weekend. Uh, as this is the one of the few times you'll probably hear a Rick Ross verse on my podcast. <gasps> um, it was tolerable. I got, I, I, I liked it. <laughs> I, I didn't hate it. Uh, um, that's actually a glowing review from me about Rick wow. Ross. 
I've, I've never heard you speak so highly of him. It's it was tolerable. <laughs> is it everything about it? Everything about the verse was obligatory. That's what Rick Ross <laughs> is. That's what Rick Ross represents. You don't is at at his best. He's not bad. He's not good. He's just there because this is a this is a, a hip hop and R and B song, and somebody's got to rap on it. Hey, it's not Wale, so I'm good. <laughs> um, so the song of the week is "The Weekend" featuring Rick Ross, "In Vain." Uh, so go ahead and pour yourself something, get comfortable. Uh, it's a cold front season, man. Yeah, uh, finally. Uh, we're going to have a good time, man. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Fuck a Birkin, now she in the Bentley That's when she went and tatted double MG 
Now I'm born deep, deeper than the rap. She give me brains, she a mastermind to be exact. She a mastermind to be exact. I give a game and she give it back. Sip, serve, so I fuck slow. Sip more, I wanna fuck more. Gotta grind till your eyes close. Stay strapped to the trap close. They scream, make back on the cell blocks. All my dogs who used to sell blocks. They say them niggas in the jail top. How your homies commissary fell off. What make it worse, he got an elbow. 25 to life, dead wrong on the shelf. It makes me smile. It makes me smile. Cause I got it. It makes me smile. It makes me smile. Cause I And that was The Weekend featuring Rick Ross with In Vain. What I like the most about it is that the title is, when it says In Vain, it's Mm V-E-I-N. There's always got to be a drug reference. The the Weekend's best shit is full of drug references. Look, man, we got to... All my favorite artists do hard shit, man. That nigga is like Samson. He cut his hair off. And try to clean himself up, and this shit really ain't been hitting like it that. It been hitting, man. Nah, I don't man. know what this new disco shit is he's doing. Nah, man, you gotta you gotta keep yourself loaded. Real zooted. talk, man. I don't like anybody that cleans up their act. The Red Hot Chili Peppers have never yeah. been jamming since they sobered up. You gotta be on some I'm dying at 27 type shit. Bruh! You know if your shit to really slap. Blood Sugar Sex Magic is one of the best albums I have ever heard. I really wanna you can't you can't write some shit like that sober like i did that day take me to the place i love take me your way that's you can't man look they had a good 1980s give it away give it away give it away now pure uncut man that was a garage band high as shit getting this shit off they got sober and they've never been the same again. They nope. just they, all their videos, all their music just sounds like a bunch of hobos humming. <laughs> Anthony Kiedis with this weird ass language. Wop pop, the pop. Um, Aerosmith sobered up. Yeah. They have never been the same. Um, I did I did fuck with them a little bit during that little that little uh, love song era where everything was dedicated to his daughter. All the videos had his daughter in them. Kind of weird, but yeah. it was a little odd. But the, but the music was good. Um, you know the red hot, uh, not the red hot, the Rolling Stone. Well, the Rolling Stones have never sobered up. Yeah, Keith Richards is not. <laughs> At this point, they're in their seventies, and the drugs have just hermetically sealed all their organs. They're just mummified. At this they're point. straight up. <laughs> but you-, you see, they haven't sobered up, and they still <laughs> going hard. The Rolling Stones are the Frankie Beverly and Maze of white people. I'm willing to supply drugs to artists as long as they keep making good music. I agree. I'm sorry. I agree. Shout out to The Weeknd. I know a guy. Um, What else has gone on this week? Oh, <sighs> I regret to inform you good people that the Los Angeles Lakers won the bubble season. 
Yeah, go on, give him a, give him a, give him a round of applause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, from this episode on, we will go on to not take that seriously or yeah. not acknowledge the bubble season. Huge bubble asterisk on this season. Bubble season don't count. Um, it's hard because I'm happy for LeBron because I don't hate LeBron. I just hate the Lakers. They're fans. It's and they're fa- mostly their fans. Their fans. They're insufferable ass fans. They have just come out of hiding, or yeah. have just they or have just come ba- come back from pretending that they're uh, Warriors fans. Didn't make didn't make the playoffs for ten years, and a lot of uh, hey, at least a lot of them were honest. They were like, "Hey, we know this is a, this is a bullshit season. We just glad to get something." You niggas were pretending you were Warriors fans yeah. for like five years. Mm. Fuck out of my face. Um. I'm happy for LeBron. I'm happy that he is still he is still he still has the output that he has. Yeah. For someone who is not getting any younger. It, well, his hairline is. <laughs> I mean, he got that Benjamin Button hairline. Yeah, he got that. George Jefferson is two seasons away. <laughs> oh shit. Um he, he, like and it's so funny. Just watching him come out with the other players, it makes me feel like one day we're gonna look back. We're gonna look back at all this arguing we did as young people about Jordan versus LeBron, and we're gonna wonder what the fuck we were talking about. You mean you mean Jordan versus that nigga? That nigga who is blatantly bigger and stronger and faster than literally everyone on the court? Sure, why not? I mean, people are doing that now. A lot, especially a lot of the kids who didn't grow up with the Jordan era, uh, are looking at LeBron and not imagining how anything like that could be in the conversation right now. Um, especially when you watch the Last Dance and you realize yeah. Jordan had to get swole. Yeah, and, and and you know, I'm at a point. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a Jordan fan, admittedly. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm at a point that I'm I'm mature enough to recognize that if if First of all, I don't give a sh- I don't give a shit about goat conversations, but if if people say that they feel like LeBron is a goat, I'm like, okay, you you got you have a valid claim. Like I'm not going to sit there and argue with you for an hour on why he's not. Um, the only person who who can't say shit is Isaiah Thomas. He needs to shut the fuck up with that shit. He's still in that bullshit. Isaiah like, Thomas won't let it go. No, nah, Isaiah Thomas won't let it go. He was like, you know. Um, you know, LeBron, LeBron is about to be number one. And then, you know, Kareem is going to be number two after that. And, you know, after that, it doesn't really matter. You that, bitch. You that bitch. nigga still doesn't fuck with Jordan the long way you at all. Bitch, Isaiah. I love that. That's hilarious. That's hilarious that he still feels away all these years later. Hey. All those years of whooping Jordan's ass. And then Jordan got the last laugh on his ass. Yes, he did. He beat him and shut his ass out, and and you can tell Jordan is a petty motherfucker because he was getting his shit off on the last dance. There's a supercut somewhere that I pulled up like six minutes of just it's titled something like Jordan takes it personally, and it was <laughs> it was it was every moment in the last dance where Jordan was like, and I took that personally. <laughs> One of which was a what was him in the in the back room. With like the security guard, uh, fucking flipping quarters. Yeah, and he took that personally. Yeah, uh, he 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 once he made up a story 
about what a rookie said to him one time to motivate him for the next game. And I forgot the guy's name, but he, he told everybody that so-and-so was talking shit, so he's going to come and light that ass up next game. And when they asked him about it afterwards, he was like, eh, you know, he may or may not have said it. I will never forget maybe the, the best sign of greatness I've ever heard on the last dance was which I forgot who that was that said it, but they were like, yeah, I was better than Michael Jordan for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. That's, that's when you know you hard. That was, uh, I think that was James Worthy. Yes, yeah. James Worthy, yeah. Yeah, hey, it is what it is. It is, man. But uh, all that to say, um, I am very happy for LeBron. He's he's carving out his own legacy. Yeah, um, he's carving out his own. I'm happy for how happy he was for Anthony Davis. Yeah, I'm, I'm, who I'm, cried. I'm happy for Anthony Davis also. Um, you know, he was very happy. He was very excited. His dad was there. His dad actually quarantined in the bubble. Yeah. Uh, just to be there, um, I thought that was amazing. And to be honest, LeBron is really kind of you know. I always said the thing about Jordan that can't be replicated is that you can't replicate what he did for the business of sports because, to my knowledge, Jordan was the first one man sports franchise in the way that he was. Yeah. LeBron is becoming that. Not only is he becoming that, but people are starting to emulate him. You see Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson got their own The Shop. And their shit is actually, yeah, their shit is actually kind of, their shit is actually kind of raw, though. Oh, word? Yeah, they, they be talking shit. Okay, like, okay. Matt Barnes, think about who it is. Matt Barnes and Captain Jack from LaPorte. Man, Steven Jackson be talking some shit. I ain't never heard the word niggas. Smoking so much on Showtime before, like they don't give a, they don't give a fuck, man, and it's beautiful. I think their nigga count has exceeded Jesus and Mero. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. oh by yeah. leaps and bounds, by leaps and bounds. Um, have you watched the Good Lord Bird yet? The what? The Good Lord Bird that that shit with uh Ethan Hawke as John Brown. Mm-mm. Oh man, you gotta see that. I I've only watched a few minutes. And I saw the, and I had seen the trailer before that. It's it's more comedic, and Ethan Hawke is playing a very turned up, batshit crazy version of John Brown. What I did want to show you, speaking of the Lakers, okay, I wanted to show you this footage that JaVale McGee took of his teammates as they boarded the team bus afterwards, and how ridiculously high that nigga look. I was about to say he looked gone. That's Dion Waiters. Dion Waiters looks high as fuck. And he's he's talking about how people didn't believe in him, and Deion Waiters did not play a minute in the finals. <laughs> and then you get to J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith is fucked up. Someone said J.R. Smith looks like they injected the drugs directly into his eyes. <laughs> J.R. Smith had his had his shirt off before the final buzzer went off. Oh, he is fucked up, <laughs> bro. That is bloodshot for your ass. Let me tell you something. J.R. Smith, and they talking about J.R. Smith to road LeBron to another title. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, J.R. Smith's just going to go where that nigga go for the rest of his career. As this long as he can. Easiest, easiest ring he never got. He owed, <laughs> he owed LeBron this one after he yeah. fucked up the last one. Yeah. He was the reason why LeBron left. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fuck, I got to play with this nigga again. Um, 
so yeah, congratulations to LeBron. Um, congratulations to Anthony Davis. Um, congratulations to J.R. Smith. Hopefully the uh, hopefully, fucked up. Hopefully everybody's invited to the everybody was invited to the intervention afterwards. Um, and fuck the Lakers. Um, who else? What else are we celebrating? Oh, Ashanti turned forty. Oh, uh, uh, uh. Ashanti is 40 going on like 23 year old body um, one I didn't know Ashanti was older than me I was convinced Ashanti was like let's see I'm 37 I was convinced Ashanti was like 30 nah. maybe or like you're just, if in, you would have said like 35 in her like, 30s but yeah. under me um I didn't know she was older than me. She forty. That's that don't make no damn sense. Whoever whoever she has sold her soul to in exchange for this, I need to get at them. Cause I'm sick of Michael B. Jordan taking up all the air in the room. Um and this working out shit is for the birds. <laughs> um Side note, I'm at my lowest weight this calendar year. Let's go! Oh, Hit him with the air horn! Yes! That's what I'm talking about. That's what happens when you don't drink for three weeks. Old niggas taking care of themselves. That's what <laughs> that's what this shit is about. Because I, you know, I don't mean that specifically at you, because I'm not what, far behind. I know what you mean. But, yeah, I, you know, as, as the Grown Man Podcast... I feel like I feel like we should, that's something we should definitely celebrate and unpack more. I'm gonna be right behind you. Once you come off your cleanse, I'm thinking about doing a little cleanse myself. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm I'm gonna take a few weeks and not drink on this podcast. Oh damn! I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Okay. Um, because I'm I'm trying to turn these workouts up a little bit. Yeah. Um. Uh. Tristan be- Tristan Tristan met her goal. I'll be damned. Oh shit! If I've been working out longer, longer than somebody, and they gonna lap me. So it's gonna Fuck be the bullshit. The new catch line is gonna be niggas plus exercise <laughs> plus information. You swap black. Oh man, uh, I ain't doing it because I, you know, I just gotta turn the heat up a little bit because I ain't doing other fitness challenges. Y'all be trying to get me into. Nah. Talking about every time I say nigga, that's five push-ups. Mm-mm. Suck my dick. I'll Fuck be doing y'all. push-ups all day. <laughs> um, what else was I gonna talk about? Oh, cuffing season in the in the pandemic bubble. Mm. Um, cuffing season is a little interesting. The saga of Cardi and Offset. These motherfuckers. <sighs> Cardi filed for divorce and got back with this nigga all in what the same week, two weeks. Offset showed up to her birthday party with a Rolls Royce truck, and all was forgiven. This is, may or may not have fucked her that night. All was forgiven. I mean, I, I, they, I, were, they were probably fucking the day that she filed the papers. You know what I'm saying? Well, because she said she had been quoted as she was starting to miss was is that she she missed having. Um, she missed being able to talk to her best friend. No matter, because no matter how we feel about Offset and his antics, something got them married. And you know, in most cases, you know, you marry somebody, you're marrying your best friend. And for all the bullshit you go through, she human. 
And she gonna miss that shit. Also, she admitted to missing dick. Yeah. Completely reasonable in a pandemic. Most of y'all are complaining about it all the time on social media. Yeah. Don't be mad because she had the she had the resources and availability to give in. Y'all go through this shit on your own with your own friends and family every day. Don't act brand new because it's Cardi. Also, y'all, and, and this is another reason why I'm, I'm not as invested in social media as some of, some of y'all. I, I did see a lot of y'all going in on Cardi about how she was doing this whole divorce thing. And, and first of all, my only response to most of the shit was, mm, she's going to take him back anyway. But also, why, why, why do y'all give so much of a fuck about people's marriages? To the point where you have to berate someone on, on the decisions in their marriage. You know? Um, let them do what the fuck they're going to do. Because some of y'all, some of y'all have done a lot more for some broke-ass niggas. Some of y'all ain't getting a text back. And y'all got something to say about yeah. somebody's divorce when you ain't got a marriage. Mm. I'm going to put that out there. Mm. Um, as a matter of fact, on the topic of marriage, this is not on the list. Um, no, I'll get to that later. I'll get to that later. Um, <clears throat> let's see, what else was on the... Now, originally I had on the cuffing season in the bubble uh, topic point that uh, Summer Walker was pregnant, but that turns out to not be true. Thank you. Summer Walker wanted us to know that she is just bloated. Thank um, you for that information. Thank Summer. you. I'm, I'm very glad to hear that. <laughs> London is very glad as well. Yeah! <laughs> I was just going to say, we, you know, because if that was true, we were going to see if she keep the same energy about uh, how much child support future's paying now. Mm. Bet she don't feel, I bet she don't feel the same way now. Mm. Um... Because Summer Walker has just never had a good non-music idea in her head that she has said publicly, ever. Um, so, happy she's not pregnant. Um, who, what else cuffing season? Oh, apparently, I didn't. maybe this went over my head as cuffing season in the bubble. Um, Jordan Woods is dating Carl Anthony Towns. Huh? It looks as weird. Huh? As it sounds. And oh, okay. Oh. Every time I've heard Carl Anthony Towns talk, he's one of these niggas. I hate to put athletes in a in a in a box, but there, just like there are super smart athletes out there, like Chris Paul, mm-hmm. there are athletes where every time they talk, you just get the impression that they don't have anything going on the brain, but basketball. But basketball. Carl Anthony Towns is one of those people. Okay. Well, Just a blank slate. Shout, shout out to him? Shout out to him. I mean, at, you at, know. At least she's not messing with a Laker or a Clipper. That's the part I'm happy about. Okay, yeah. That's the part I'm happy about. I would have to retract um, my undying adoration for her uh, if she was fucking a Laker. Like, let, let me find out she fucking Rondo. Um. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Or Lonzo. Or just, no, no. Fuck that. Fuck that. Um, what else we got going here? Oh, so coming out of the cuffing season uh, topic, I heard this is not on the list at all. I heard some shit in one of my groups, 
it's been going. It's actually a post that's been going around about. And I didn't know this was a, an offense actually, because I've never been to a wedding. Um, apparently, the highest offense you can commit at a wedding is proposing to your girl at somebody else's wedding. Yes. Now, which I've seen in person. I have now. I had my feelings about it as somebody that doesn't really have any intentions of getting married ever, and somebody that does not put a high premium on weddings. Is this really that big a deal? It's 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 an it's an insult because it's it's a pure attention grab. Because what you're doing is you're you're you are banking on the fact that. All these people are going to be there to witness it. It's why? Why would you? Why would you choose to propose to someone at, at someone's event, someone's wedding, the most notable day of one of the most notable days of their lives? You're going to pick that occasion to perform an act that's going to bring attention to you, because the only reason why you would do it there is to bring attention upon yourself. It's it's the equivalent of Kanye rushing the stage for Taylor. Okay, I see that, and I, and I think I guess my part is I guess the thing that I come into conflict about is I feel like me personally I feel like weddings are attention seeking behavior to begin with. Absolutely, and Which but is why but it's your attention seeking event to have right. Um. So for me, it just feels like attention-seeking behavior is going to attract attention-seeking, like-minded attention-seeking people. Right. So there's always going to be the hazard of something like that happening. Now, if it is a planned part of that event, right? Then that's something different. So be it. So I've and I've heard of that happening, and that's that's done perfectly tastefully. But yeah, I've I've I've. I have witnessed firsthand um, someone proposing to someone at a um, at a reception for a wedding, and the wedding party was not too pleased. Oh boy! With that. Because people started because people started celebrating that engagement as well, and you got to think about it financially. Also, we just dropped a gang of money. Point taken for this shit. This is our shit. And no, this this does not become a joint celebration because at the same at the same wedding, people are like, all right, so we have a joint celebration now. No, they said you you too. you celebrated someone that just made a promise, right? We just made, we, we're we just celebrating made a commitment, an actual act, right? So yeah, I I I, I completely understand that. Uh, and and my thing, and maybe I'm too lax, and maybe this is probably why I'm probably why marriage really probably isn't in my future. Is that for me? Once I said I do, and she has said I do, and they made it official. Um, all I'm thinking about at that point is we're gonna go home and fuck. Uh, so get your happiness in where you can, because what you do is gonna make Oz any any less married. Mm-hmm. Um, because from then on, all I'm trying to figure out is how fast we can get everybody out of this motherfucker. So we can jump in the car and go home and fuck as man wife. Um, but again, 
My mind be in other places. It's probably why I'm not getting married anytime soon. Um, what else we got on the on the docket? Oh, did you listen to the new Black Thought? I did. I did. What were your thoughts? Black Thought, Volume Three, Cain <laughs> and Abel. Um, you know, Black Thought is one of my favorite rappers. Um, he is he is a goat rapper. Um, Black Thought be rapping the rap. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be rapping his ass off. That'd be some hard rapping. Yeah, you, if you need a clinic on just the act of rapping itself, listen to Black Thought. When they told me that Black Thought and Fonte and Rhymefest were going to try to get together and make a super group, Mm-mm. I was like, that's some hard ass rapping. That's, that's not enough. There's <laughs> not enough room <laughs> for the three of them niggas. That's to, some hard ass rapping. To be rapidly rapping. Right. Um,. I can say that the album, for me, um, as somebody that I wouldn't consider myself a head, I think I've I've dipped in and out of the pop aspects, I've dipped in and out of the trap aspects, all that, so forth and so forth. And I kind of I kind of like all of it, so maybe I I don't get to lay claim to being a head, um, but I think for me, Black Thought, the just the the act of him putting another album together mm-hmm. for me seemed fruitless because if I could if I could rap like that and everybody and I was on everybody's top five I've won them all I won them all I yeah. won I won I don't ever have to rap again and you niggas know what time it is yes so did it ju- did the album justify its existence for me yeah I'll give it that yes it did um, it's just the right length. Yeah, it was like thirteen or fourteen songs, something yeah. like that. With a few interludes. Yeah, it was about the right length. Cause my problem with the hard rapping ass niggas is they don't know they don't know when to chill. Yeah, you'll get worn out listening to it sometimes. Lil Wayne gets real experimental, and, he, and then he'll try to hit you with a twenty-five yeah song album. We're not gonna sit through one. I ain't sitting through that. Mm-mm. Tech Nine, his last album I think was like twenty songs long. That's way too much. Tech Nine. That's the rappingest rapping nigga. That is one of the most rapidly rappers of all time. Immortal Technique got that bad. Yep. Um, I don't need that much rapidly rap. And even for somebody who just listens to it passively, either working out or playing Call of Duty, that's a lot of rapidly rap. Black Thought gave me just the just the right amount. <laughs> he knew when to get the fuck out. Yeah, he knew he had overstayed his welcome, and uh, everybody's starting to doze off at the club, and nobody's listening anymore. Time to go. <laughs> I enjoyed Black Thought. Uh, I enjoyed it way more than the new Mario album, EP. EP, I, excuse me. I couldn't do it to myself. Man, for somebody who was a part of that generation. Like Mario, let's see, Mario, uh, high school, uh, high school for me, yeah. Um, wow, I, I wanted to like this. I did. I genuinely wanted to like this song. I mean, this EP. It was five. It was five songs. I checked out at song four. I could not make it five songs of an artist I like. Damn. He had a song called "Pretty Mouth Magic." <laughs> 
and this is everything you need to know about why I didn't enjoy Mario's EP. Because everything about it felt try hard. Everything about it felt keep up with the Joneses. That's not what we sign up for with Mario. That's not what we sign up for. Trey Songs. Trey Songs does what Trey Songs does. Yeah. I'm just talking about that era. Chris Brown does what Chris Brown does. I don't need Mario trying to keep up with the Joneses. I don't need him trying hard to keep up with these young niggas. Because Mario is about, uh, for me, for, for, for the context of R&B, Mario is middle-aged. Yeah. yeah. Tank is old. Tank is old. Yeah, Mario's at that age where he's, he's not going to, he's not, he's not at the stage where he can tour whenever he wants to, like Tank. Right and Jaheem and and you know, still fill the ice houses with with a few women and you know and also Tank writes and produces other for other people. True, and, and Mario's not young enough to compete with the like the auto tune mumble singing niggas. No, so he's just kind of in that he's just kind of in that that lane where he needs to find out what his lane is and not try to beat somebody else at whatever their game is. And if you're gonna beat somebody else. Be somebody, get get a surefire win in. Say you're better than Jacquees. Yeah, yeah. Because we all know he has the, we all know that Mario has the vocal talent. But parlaying that into uh, digestible content is important. Um, whereas Jacquees doesn't have any of those skills. Uh, singing, content, any of it. That's why he steals everybody else's content. Yes. Uh, so just get you an easy win in. Talk to Swiss. See if you can get a Mario versus Jacquees versus. Mm. I'll watch mm. it just to see who, just to see what songs Jacquees steals. Mm. That's that's not a ooh. <laughs> that, that might get them canceled. <laughs> <laughs> when you, when um, your last one was Patty versus Gladys Knight. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got to come hard after that yeah, one. Yeah, you can't. That's at, why we haven't heard from them lately. Yeah, at no point can you go to a Mario versus Jacquees, though. There's no point where you can go to that. Um, what else was there? Um, oh, uh, uh, Lucky Day and Leon Bridges have a song together. Hmm. It's interesting. It's good. I don't think it's the best that Leon Bridges has to offer, and I don't think it's the best Lucky Day has to offer. But for them to come together for the first time, I liked it enough. Well, you got to applaud the collaboration. Applaud, applaud the collaboration. Right. Um, oh, shout out to Leon Bridges. Texas stand up. Yep, yep, yep. Air yep, horns. Yep. There we go. Um, let's see. Billionaire Robert Smith. Mm. Uh, billionaire Robert Smith. Uh, you'll remember him as the one who promised to pay off Morehouse student loans. Um, Noble gesture. What's that? So that was a noble gesture. Um, he turns out he's been committing tax fraud. Not like, so noble. For like 15 years. Yeah. Hiding that shit in offshore funds. You know how we do it. He had to, he had to, enter, he had to enter an agreement with the Justice Department um, to, stay out of, he had to, to stay out of jail. They tried to wolf a Wall Street that ass. Um, let's see. He has, a paid to, he has agreed to pay $139 million in taxes and penalties. And forfeit 182 million in charitable donations, which I'm, which I'm pretty sure for a billionaire is chump change. Yeah. Um. Here's my thing. 
One, this is why fuck billionaires. True. Two, this is why, and I will come back to this later in the program, everybody that's rich and famous is not equipped to lead us. Mm. Some rich and famous people are shysters. Yes. And for those of you that say, oh, all billionaires go through this, uh, why is he being picked on? Because one, fuck billionaires. Two, because he got caught. Mm. He got caught. Let's stop. Let's focus on the fact that he was doing some shit. He, that he was somebody of means that was going to be of means for the rest of his natural black ass life doing yep. some shit he wasn't supposed to be doing. Yep. Stop. Uh, well, white people do it. Yeah, they do. And they should go to fucking jail too. But and they should go to jail, or they should be pay penalties out the ass. But stop comparing every. Stop making white people the benchmark for everything. You want him to start a political party too? Mm. More on that later. All this to say, fuck billionaires. Fuck them all. Billionaires need the whole concept of billionaire needs to come to an end. Nobody needs to be a billionaire. No one. You can't spend all that money in a lifetime. And this nigga old. You can't spend all that money in a lifetime. Nobody needs to be a billionaire. Nobody has to have a billion dollars. That will never be a point of life and death. Period. True. Yeah. In billionaires. This and and, and and yeah, I feel a way about this because he was supposed to do do them college kids some good. But he couldn't stop doing himself some bad. This is just like punk ass Tavis Smiley uh, was supposed to donate a million a million plus dollars to uh, Texas Southern University's journalism school. He never paid them. Mm. They had his name on the building for years. Took his name down off the school. I don't know what it's called now. Maybe it's Melanie Lawson. I don't know. He I don't know what it's called. He didn't walk in with a check or anything. That's the that, that's the other thing. Hey man, I want well, I want to you know, give y'all a million. Okay, cool. Where, where the check at? When you know you're gonna offer something like that, I know for me, just when I know I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to pay the yard guy the next day. I stop at the fucking ATM. When you want to buy a house, they make you set up an earnest money contract, meaning you put money in, stating that yes, I actually intend to do this. So nobody wanted to follow Tavis to the ATM anything. Hey man, can you at least pull out a hundred? So, well, none so of the women wanted to follow Tavis because they know that nigga creepy. Hmm. Yeah, they, yeah, they weren't doing that. They all know. I'm telling you, because I'm telling you, if if one or two women stood up and said something, you know, it's dozens. I got cash app. <laughs> I got Venmo. <laughs> they they wrote the book on Tavis. Um, what else is? Uh, oh, Willow and Jaden Smith. Admitted to feeling alienated by black people at times. Now, there was a little contention about this on social media. About uh, how, you know, they're, oh, well, they're rich and famous. So they wouldn't be, they, they're they removed. Or they, they wouldn't understand our culture. There are black, rich, and famous people that understand our culture just fine. Mm-hmm. You forget that Will Smith was once a nigga from Philly. Yeah. West Philadelphia. And Boy, Jada Christ. used to run with Tupac. Mm. So let's go ahead and keep it keep it a buck. There's some things we have to apologize to Jada to Jaden and Willow for. 
For one thing, when Jaden put on that dress, when Jaden decided that he was that he was going to be non-binary, mm-hmm. y'all clown the shit out of him. You homophobic motherfuckers clown the shit out of him. Said he was sending the wrong message to your kids. First of all, no kids are doing anything because Jaden Smith is doing it. None. None. Not, Not one. Um, Willow, y'all clown her for cutting her hair. Y'all clown her for modeling with an older man. Y'all said Will, y'all said Will and Jada wasn't watching their kids and that they was terrible parents. Y'all cut up on these motherfuckers. Now y'all want to act offended because they said they felt alienated by the community. Both of those kids seem very, very bright and, and well-adjusted. They're, I mean, they're, you know, they're quote-unquote free black kids, so they don't adhere to the same bullshit that a lot of niggas out there do. That's And that's what fucks me up, is that now we're on this carefree, carefree black shit where we want our children to, to, we want to break generational curses and all that shit. Y'all didn't feel that way about Jaden and Willow back in the day. Right. And that's what I hate about this woke shit is that we get on it, but then we forget ourselves. And we forget we did a lot of clowning way back when. They forgot that uh, Jaden Smith also owns Just Water. That he has been that he has been supplying to Flint, Michigan. Right. So y'all forget about that shit. But oh, we got to clown them for being different, for being weird. And we have, and the other thing we have to admit is that there are a lot of super conservative motherfuckers within the community that don't necessarily that would totally vote Republican if it weren't for the overt racism that don't necessarily look like what you imagine a typical Republican, uh, a typical conservative black person to be, because they don't dress like Carlton Banks. That clowns people like Willow and Jaden. That clowns people that are different. That clowns people that they feel like, quote unquote, are destroying the black family or whatever. Well, we have to, but, you know, and also if I'm being honest, and this is a little bit of, a, of an aside on it. Conservatism on its own is not inherently bad. Just like liberalism on its own is not inherently good. They are, they are both. They are both systems that work to achieve roughly the same goals, but with different with different paths towards taking it. So I, I I've even found myself being careful to 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 not necessarily blame certain things on conservatism or or liberalism as a concept, but on the people who are using that to practice it to nefarious means. Like the the way that the, the Republican Party currently operates, which is not really pure conservatism, but they, they say conservatism. I, I don't fuck with that. I don't fuck with it the long way, the short way, or the midway as well. Um, and, and I think we need, to, we need to be careful about attacking people simply on their ideals, and, and we kind of mentioned it before, and really look at the actions. What is, what is the outcome of their actual actions? Right. Um, because I, there's a lot of, not that you necessarily have to seek common ground, not that you necessarily have to sit at the table with people who disagree with you, but realize that you're a lot of, when you're, when you're criticizing people like Jaden and Willow, you probably have a lot more in common with them 
then you then you have differences with them and and even some of those things that you may find weird about them right. or different about them might be benefits to society and, and again i go back to just water i remember when he was talking about just water and there were people who were kind of like fuck it's just water this shit sounds corny and and a, and a few people even saw it as him trying to capitalize off of selling water and i remember this is around the time that people were coming down on nestle and and a few other companies who had you know some questionable business business practices right and they were like this dude was just trying to make a bunch of money off of selling water and but lo and behold as you mentioned he's he's giving water to communities in flint um the packaging for his his water is is 100 percent biodegradable yep so unlike the plastic bottles that a lot of y'all niggas are using and me um be around until the end of fucking time right so you know just be careful about the reasons why you criticize people if you could just if you criticize people just because they're weird fuck you i'll say everything isn't a moment where we gotta just we got to get these jokes off i just pulled up a photo of, of a guy named wesley hunt okay have you heard of wesley hunt i have not wesley hunt is running for some type of office here in in Houston. Okay. I want you to look at his forehead and his lineup and oh, tell me. Oh man, I know what he's about. Yeah. He ain't never fucked a black girl. I just, I just, I just, I just want to let people know that the science is real. The science behind this is real. You cannot deny the science, man. That hairline ain't getting him nowhere. He got that hairline where Daniel Cameron got his shit. Yeah. He, and he, I saw that picture of Daniel Cameron getting his haircut at Supercuts. Why did Chick look like Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Ain't nobody last name Rosenberg cutting my hair. I'm just saying. And there's the there is the Lily White wife. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. With, no, nothing wrong nothing with that. Nothing wrong with that. Well, I'm gonna save this for another episode. <laughs> but I am gonna. But there's a reason I'm gonna chill out. On the on clowning the interracial dating, but that's another show. Look at that for But this motherfucker, that goofy ass smile. He has definitely written some anti mutant legislation. And you can tell his beard don't fully connect. Not at all. I don't trust people with no beard, with no mustache. He definitely used to sell real estate. <laughs> He was at that seminar. I, I, I remember him. He definitely came from selling Cutco knives to run for public office. Fuck him. And he's short, too. Fuck him. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a he's solid 5'7 looking nigga. Easily 5'7. Um, we're going to go ahead and take this time to take a quick break. Yeah. We'll be back with more Foolishness and Fuckery. You are listening to Opinions While Black. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. We are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And I am drunk and angry. <laughs> um, let, me, let me just say, um, I, my, I accidentally pressed a YouTube link on my phone. And it was some NBC election coverage 
It was Ali Velshi. And who used to have a respectable gig at the, what was it, the business NBC. CNBC. Yeah, right? CNBC. Um, in a full cowboy outfit with a 10-gallon hat on his head and a mask he couldn't talk through properly. And I was like, how the mighty have fallen? And it just goes to show, it actually is the nature of this week's uh, White People Must Be Stopped. Oh, shit. Are we there yet? Yeah, we're there. Shut there. up! Oh, I hit the wrong one. There we That's go. That's fine. Um, I, I don't have a lot this week. Uh, it was it was one of these weeks where there was too much to choose from. Um, there's too much white fuckery to choose from. So, for the most part, I'm just sick of the fucking election. I am. I have finally, mm-hmm. as somebody that absorbs content and current events specifically for the express purposes of doing this podcast, I I I reached my limit, and it wasn't the debate. Or, excuse me, it wasn't the town hall, which I did not watch the town hall as a matter of self-care. Ooh. I know some people asked me if I would ask me why I didn't uh, live tweet that. Uh, just as a matter of self-care, I could not watch. I couldn't watch, Don- I couldn't watch Donald Trump lie and try to yell at poor Savannah Guthrie, which she gave it as good as she got. And I couldn't watch Joe Biden just be... I couldn't watch Joe Biden's real-time dementia. <laughs> uh, so I passed on it all together. Um, all that to say, I think I've officially reached my limit for how much election coverage and election talk I can stand. Um, I, I, I'm just, I'm done. I am. I'm done. I've hit my wall. Um, I'm sick. Just pick somebody. Look, at, at pick this, somebody so we can get this shit over with. At this point, I think people decided who they're they're voting for like a year ago. As as soon as there was a, they they knew who nobody's they, on the fence. Nobody is on the fence at this point. Nobody's on the fence. I imagine nobody. You knew how you felt about the about the twenty twenty election in twenty sixteen. You did. That at, election was so divisive. The people that voted for Trump then, I don't think they've changed. I don't think enough has happened to shock them into changing. They're still going to vote for him. They're still going to. Now, granted, last year, now from last year, from last time to this time, the Democrats have a little bit of wiggle room because Joe Biden does not have the vitriol towards him that Hillary Clinton does. He has his own share of vitriol. Right. Most of it's well deserved, but he does not have remotely the vitriol. Uh, that his predecessor Hillary Clinton did. There are people that would eat that would eat a diseased dead dog raw before ever voting for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that's how much they hate her. That's true. People hate Joe. There are people that hate Joe Biden, but there's no replacing. There's no outdoing the kind of hate that people have for a Clinton. Right. So he's got that going for him. I wish he would play it up a little more. They could they they could bring him out in the sun once in a while. It just has to be under supervision. They bring, have to be bring able to who walk. Out? They what? Bring who out? Joe Biden. Uh, once in a while. Uh, Let's go for a walk around the block. Okay, yeah. As long as as long as he doesn't have to talk to anybody. 
that's where it gets dicey. Okay, that's where it gets dicey. Um, we'll deal with it when we get there. Um, you can talk to people on November fourth. I'm just, I'm just sick and tired of all the kind of just reiterating how stupid Trump is. Then we got to hear what Giuliani thought about what somebody else said about Trump, and you know that's a distraction from the fact that he married his cousin. Um, we have to hear from all these people that aren't even in the race no more. I want to hear. I don't give a fuck what Michelle Bachman has to say about anything, dude. You realize we we just we have no news. We, we have, don't. We have nothing to talk about. We it, don't. It, the only thing we've had to talk about for the last four years is Trump. We don't have we don't have any major wars that we know of. Um, I mean, outside and the pandemic kind of fucked that up for everybody. Like, ain't nobody really fighting like that right now because you know shit. How could you? You know, you might not make it um, because of this coronavirus. And, you know, so we're basically left with what's going to happen on November 3rd. And, and every every subplot that, that comes along with that. And to be honest with you, when I started this, when we started this program, one of the things we agreed on right away was that we were not going to we were not going to report on Trump very often. Mm hmm. He's harder to avoid now than ever. Um, that we weren't going to make Trump a central focus of this podcast because it does our audience and the audience we're targeting. It does them no justice to center all our all our talk around railing on an old white man. But this is really about who everybody I, knows is villainous. Yeah, but this is really about the the state of our electorate in 100%. general. In that it's it's just. We should not be in this circus if, if the electorate is is being worked the way that it should. It it, it shouldn't be a circus like this. And the electoral, you know, I'll vote for somebody that tells me the electoral college needs to be reanalyzed and looked at again. Because I mean, uh, that's bullshit too. I don't see why we need it, but um, that's just me. And that's honestly, I don't have much, man. I don't want to make a big thing out of it. I'm just sick of the fucking election. Just fucking pick somebody. It's been just, the longest. It's been the longest cycle ever. If 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 you've done all you can do and people still don't know, they're not gonna know. Yeah. The I, the well, I, I watch too much TV, but the people that could be doing something, that are doing something, if they can't move fast enough. All the more reason to cut this shit to an end. It needs to die. Um, that's really all I have. I don't want to make a huge diatribe out of it. Send your send your racist stories, your uh, real life racist encounters, uh, your racist news stories, along with uh, listener letters, questions for myself, D. Randall, or any of our guests. Please send that to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Or log on to uh, opinionswhileblack.com and we will accommodate your question as best as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be right back to finish it off with your listener letters and the top three STFUs. You're listening to Houston's Most Savage Podcast. Pour up. And we are back. We are black, we are opinionated, and I am drunk. I am drunk. I'm a, I'm, and I actually have to work out at some point tonight. I'm going to sleep well. That, 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 
Dent. Dent, that, uh, that, that idea. cyanide you got over there. Oh, <laughs> um, paint thinner. <laughs> Gets a little stronger every time. Uh, and it is time for your listener letters. All right. Um, I'm getting to the point I'm excited to hear from the public. This might be my favorite part of the show now. Uh, Tay Freeman uh, asked, how are you going to drop... Oh, she's so stupid. How are you going to drop an OnlyFans when the Cold War beta just released? Okay, look. Two things about that. Uh, Randall's looking like this because this is news to him. uh, Because he doesn't social media like that. I made a joke on, uh, on social media that people have taken and run... Because I told them that I was waiting for the Savage Fenty restock. <laughs> so I'd have some shit to wear on my OnlyFans page. Yeah. Which I have joked as getting more serious by the day. That it's just going to be me in a bunch of Fenty clothes. Uh, uh, reading scripts from Marvel movies. Somebody pay for it. Somebody's going to pay for it. <laughs> and somebody, you, somebody literally was like, drop the link. And if you show your feet. I mean... I, I, okay. I that might not have the same effect. Okay. <laughs> so I'll, I'll figure something else out. Um, as for the Cold War beta, she's talking about Call of Duty Cold War. Okay. I played the alpha, and if playing the alpha is any evidence of what the game is like, I'm not interested. Mm. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've been excited for the new Call of Duty, and it's all it's all wrapped around old Nixon old Nixon spy theories and shit. Um, from that era, man, the gameplay feels, there's no rhythm to the gameplay, the graphics feel like a step down from Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare, for me, aesthetic-wise, has been the gold standard. Um... Cold War feels like a step down. And it feels like a, not only a step down, it feels like a deliberate step down. Uh, it feels like a deliberate step down because a lot of people didn't like some of the new things they were implementing in Modern Warfare to attract newbies and to attract casual players. So it feels like they did kind of a retrofit to make the old school neckbeards happy. Nothing about it. I mean, and I got the hang of it eventually. And some of the maps were cool. But nothing about it said to me that I needed to stop playing Modern Warfare for this. Mm. So I don't think I'm going to stop playing Modern Warfare for it. Maybe when I get to PS5, I'll pick it up. Has there ever been a future-based Call of Duty? That's where it went wrong. Advanced mm. Warfare, I believe it was. Okay. They, had a, they had a whole level where you go, where you go up to space. And you have to take a space station, uh, and the drones look like robots. And man, that's where it all went wrong. Okay. Uh, let's see. Was it? Yeah, it was called Advanced Warfare. What that's when they started having to go back to drawing board. They should. No, they shouldn't. I, I was about to. I was about to give a real bad idea. They should do Call of Duty Civil Warfare. No. And set it in the year twenty twenty two. Actually, that might go hard. I, for me, you find it. You find it plays this shit when he's high. I, th- that might go hard. That, uh, that 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 might also start an actual civil war. True. I would not want to be online talking to the people no. that play that game. No. Uh, I live in Texas, so I've heard the South will rise again quite enough. 
Um, it's not doing a good job so far. No. Unless they're talking no. about COVID numbers. I, right. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I didn't play the beta. I'm probably not getting it for PS4. There's too much going on right now. Ghost of Tsushima just op- just just uh, released their multiplayer version. Uh, they have a multiplayer co-op, which is actually a lot meatier than I thought it would be. Okay. Um, Interesting. So you and your homeboys get to cut up evil Mongols and shit. Um, Not racist. The survival mode was hard. I was impressed by that. I just realized PS5 is coming out in like three, four weeks. A month. We have a month shit. to go. Um, I'm going to let this first batch pass me up. If it's available to get in time for Christmas, I'll do that. Um, but they don't have any of the games out that I'd be excited for. And I'm going to have Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk comes out next month. Hmm. Um, you know, they, they've already said they'll port that over. But if I'm already, most of the games that they're going to have that I'm looking forward to, I'm already going to be playing on PS4. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm, I, don't, I don't care about the beta. Uh, Halival asks, where do you see the country headed in the next year ahead? God damn it. Uh, out, and also, album of the year choices so far and why? We'll <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, start with the album of the year first. That's, yeah. Um, that's the easier one. None. Like, I, like you, I, just, I just put a whole asterisk on this whole year because... I feel like, and, and I'm just speaking for myself, I feel like the way that I've consumed music this year has been a little different than in yeah. other years. Um, for me, because of time spent working from home, or as someone characterized it, living at work for the majority of the year. Uh, a lot That's of, the name of this podcast, Living at Work. Living at Work, all right. Um, a lot of A lot of my habits... A lot of my my daily life changed for the most part um, because it began to center around work. And and I'm not saying that in a necessarily good way. So music for me, for the most part, became either background music Mm -hmm. or a diversion in breaks. Or it was something that I listened to intentionally so that I can be in on the conversation. So the way that I listened to music this year was less absorbent than it it has been, you know, throughout my life. I haven't really absorbed music the way I normally do. It's more or less like, okay, let me listen to it once. Okay, I got the gist of it. It's not and, as yeah. It's not as organic. Yeah, so I'm I'm putting an asterisk an asterisk on this year for me in regards to music, just because I haven't. I haven't delved into anything in the way that I normally would have. Um, I guess it's been a little like that for me. Um, being unemployed, I know what I'm looking for to listen to at any given moment while I'm working on projects, while I'm writing. Um... I guess if I had to, I guess if I had to call it right now, and talk and and talk about albums that have stuck with me, mm-hmm. um, 
as far as a whole co cohesive project, my two front runners. Oh, 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 it looks like you got something. If I have to pick one, go for it. Janae Aiko's album. Ooh. If I have to pick one, Chalumbo Deluxe, the Deluxe version. The Deluxe version. Yeah, I like that. Okay. If I have to pick one. Um, Sorry. That's a no, no. That's a good candidate. Um, candidate so far for me. Now that you said Janae, Janae really did have a good project. Janae, um, Big Sean's album has grown on me. Um, uh, oh, uh, Kaylani. Mm. Kaylani's album has stuck with me really hardcore. Um, she's really, she's, she has never been as big a name as she needed to be. Mm-hmm. I think this album definitely establishes her as an as a as an artist and with with a very specific sound and direction and an identity. Um before the most notable song I had ever heard Kaylani on was the Suicide Squad music. Mm. Which the Suicide Squad song was good. Yeah, it's hard. That was a, that was a hard ass. As a matter of fact, for that movie to be so bad, <laughs> that soundtrack was hard. Yeah. Um, and her 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 little joint on there, the Joker, I call it the Joker song, uh, <laughs> was pretty good. Um, but her album, uh, I think it was called "It's All Good Until It Wasn't." Uh, I really enjoyed that. I could still bump it. Come back uh, backwards and forwards. There were no skips on it for me, and I think number one front runner for me would be the photograph soundtrack. Mm. Okay, Robert Glasper killed that. That's a, that's a good choice. And the movie, and I'm not gonna lie, it's like some people didn't like the movie. The movie has aged well for me. Just just kind of, I can I can go back to that in the middle of a pandemic, and that be a, a standby for me. I, I enjoyed that. I can see that. It was it. it when you when you take out the need for black excellence everything to be black excellence and everything to be the the, the quintessential work yeah i think it was fine i do i think it was fine i think it was entertaining and i think it was charming i you know it was enjoyable it was enjoyable things things can just be enjoyable that makes sense Things can just be... It was cool. Things can just be enjoyable. That's fine. And with that, the soundtrack was excellent. Having said all that, the soundtrack was black excellence. Yeah. Robert Glasper did that. SZA had a great song on there that did not get talked about nearly enough. Um, uh, Comfortable, I think it was called. Um, that that soundtrack back, backwards and forwards did everything I needed it to. It very much sums up the movie. Um, even the song selections, I would even include the song selections that were not officially soundtrack tracks that were in the movie were great selections. Yeah. Anderson Pop, The Internet, mm -hmm. um, wonderful selections. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the photograph soundtrack. So Good point. that would probably be my my front runner if I had to call it right now. I can see that. Um, so now the first part of the question was where do we where see do you see the country head in the in the next year ahead? I think uh, I, I think regardless. You yeah, I'll, I, you, you go ahead. 
I think regardless of the way that the election turns out, um, I, I do think on the one hand, we will we will continue to see a certain level of divisiveness and it'll it'll be more like galvanizing yeah uh, i think i think people <clears throat> people have learned to um firm up which yeah. side that they're on and i and i think that that's going to be a more permanent part of the american psyche so to speak um you know prior prior to the last four years, for the most part, even even though people people began to galvanize with um, with Obama in office, yeah, um, it, it's it's been done even more so in this era because now people are people are not afraid to hide their hands, so to speak. Oh no, people are not. You know, there's no there's no modesty. I guess I could say in 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 one's political beliefs, it it has and it for a lot of people it has to be the extreme. It has to be one or it has to be the other to to an extreme measure. And and I say right. that and I say that for both sides. Um, I think we'll we'll continue to see that regardless of who wins. Um, I do I do think that we will again regardless of what happens there, we will continue to see underserved communities and 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 people who are quote-unquote minorities and I, I hate using the term minorities uh, but people who are considered either ethnic or or social minorities um continue to rally and and to gain footholds and because one side of that equation is that you you got you have people who are who are loud and proud and sometimes loud and wrong about their political beliefs right but you also have people who are organizing on another level, as we've seen this year, especially, who are who are no longer shy and no longer mince words when speaking against the establishment, and have started the the footwork to to organizing to make things put things in place that benefit more people, if not all people. Uh, my dog just walked in here, well, because he he felt what I was saying. <laughs> um. I think that part is going to happen. I I do see that people are going to be more outspoken. There's there's going to be more vitriol, more more ignorance. One hundred percent. But I I just think that there's going to be more there's going to be more transparency in in how people feel about shit that's happening, and that that works both for us and against us. Um, I don't think there's going to be an actual like racial civil war just because I, I believe that there are more people I believe that there are more people who are in favor of for lack of a better term peace among everyone um, than there are people who are stirring the pot and I, I think I think that's there's a huge disparity between the two the people that want to stir up the pot start this shit are in a vast majority a vast minority right now with that said Will they try some shit? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because they're a vocal minority. Yeah, but a minority nonetheless. Yeah, but you know, either way, what what has to happen is that people people need to be more vocal. They need to be more active, um, and they, I, I think, people finally underserved communities finally are starting to 
see that they do have some type of power to get things changed. I agree. Even if it's by sheer will of force. That was a good one. That was, that was good. Um, I feel like, most for the most part, I feel like the economy is going to get stranger. <laughs> yeah. Before it gets better. Um, I do think we are going to see a decline in COVID numbers in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I, I I think people are finally going to start getting it. When you yeah. look around, it, when the holidays come around, and you look around, and you are in you are in far less company than you were last year. Mm-hmm. When you look around, and and you we've lost people, and we look back on this year, and the year flew by, and we can't remember what we did because we didn't do shit. All right. And all these memories we all these all this potential for good memories that we lost the, because we weren't doing shit. The number twenty twenty is is it's one of those years that should be a landmark year. Right. It, it's a year, you know, from a marketing standpoint at least, it, it, it should have been there should have been a lot to celebrate about this year. Um and as we can see now, by the time the year by the time twenty twenty one rolls around, there will be people who have Quite literally lost an entire year. Yep. To a pandemic. And and I think that is going to galvanize some people. And people are going to get sick of this shit. Mm-hmm. And people are going to start uh, put, making a push towards folks doing what they're supposed to do. And more shit's going to shut down. Again. Uh, this And hopefully we don't see the second wave. Because motherfuckers chill out. Hmm. And if we do see a second wave, it'll be a small one. Um, y'all need to sit the fuck down, man. Y'all need to just... What the fuck is wrong with y'all, man? I really want to understand this. And, you know, Candace, Candace gave on one of my posts, and she has a good point. She was like, man, you might be... You're preaching to the crowd. You're preaching to the choir. But you're also... You're not reaching those other people because those other people are already out and about doing what they want to do. Because they don't believe in any of this shit. Um, which is the problem. Uh, which is why I feel like there needs to be more shame on their name. Sylvester Turner. What happened to you calling motherfuckers out? That were opening. That were not practicing social distancing. That weren't wearing masks. What happened to you calling them out on Twitter? What happened to you calling them out in the media? on the on, In the press reports and shit? What happened to that? That was never his intention. Oh man, he had like for a good two weeks he had the wall of shame on Twitter and shit. Um But that's how the politicians work. They they keep the energy going for a little bit till you forget. Um I I I think things are gonna improve. And and it could be uh-huh. the optimist in me. I agree with I agree with you on that though. I think things are gonna improve. I think People are going to get sick of this shit. If if Trump wins, people are definitely going to get sick of this shit, mm-hmm. and are going to get out here and prove some shit because clearly we don't we have a president that's not going to do it. Right. And if Biden wins, people are going to galvanize and act right because Grandpa needs a little help. Grandpa still, you know, he can still make it to the car. He can still drop you off, but. He all, there's also some shit he can't do no more. We got to help him. We got to help Grandpa out a little bit. 
hey, they still gonna be on his ass, so and they should be. And they should be. Uh, you know, I don't think this is a. I don't think that's a. It, it, a victory for Biden would be a full forgiveness from black people uh, at the Democratic Party. Nor should it be. It should be the beginning, and there should be some good faith there. But I don't know how that's going to work out either. Uh, so, thank you, Halaval, for your for your question. Um, David Anderson wants to wants to know our thoughts on Cuban Trump. It's coming. What's up, Dave? It's coming in the next segment. Just hang on. Shout out to Dave and his uh, Lovecraft sketches. Oh, man, he is killing it. He is. And the showrunners have been retweeting him. Dope. Man, I, I I really want this to be a, I really want this to be a a, a a start of David Anderson getting to the next level. Yeah, David Anderson is one of them is is one is an underappreciated artist for me. <laughs> I because I feel like he is so talented and so dope that any that that any amount of appreciation he's getting is just not fucking enough. Um. I would love to. Yeah, I've I've called into existence. I kind of I, I would love to work with him. Hey hey, there it is. Um, what else we got going? I'll, I'll put some change on it. I'm I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm gonna figure something out, man. People, the the, the signals have been going off I will, uh, about I will, the comic. I will, person, I will personally invest in that. Hey, I'm there we it, go. I'm putting it right here. There we go. Um, Lol and James. Well, he had, okay, he has two questions. One is, when did grown-ass women start referring to their vagina as a monkey? You are late. You are late. He is late to the punch on that one. He is some years late. I don't think he kept up on that one. That's come and gone and come back. Okay. Um, All right. Oh, man. Don't tell him about camel toe. Um... <laughs> Uh, when I can't pin it down, it was probably sometime. It was probably sometime in my generation, uh, as a youngin. Um, and is it too formal to address a woman I've had sex with as ma'am? No, no, no. Um, sir is required in bed with me, so oh. I'm definitely going to refer to you as ma'am. Okay. Um. So yeah, no, that's fine. Single life is weird. Okay. You just you just have to you, you just have to you have to be flirty with it. As long as you don't refer to her as mother. Okay, right. See? <laughs> and even then, I'm not king shaming. <laughs> I'm just saying OnlyFans is a weird place. Um so yeah. Um Thank you, L. Llewellyn, for that. Those are that was an odd battery of questions. Okay. Argosy Elizabeth Turner. Asked, do you think Lovecraft Country will get a second season? And if so, do you think that it needs to go past a second one? I think it'll get a second season. I've been hearing things about the ratings back and forth, and some of the rev- and the reviews are very polarizing. Yeah, I think it'll get a second season ultimately. Some of the shit HBO has been renewing. If high maintenance can get a can get can get renewed, yeah. High, high maintenance got renewed. What else is coming back? How to make it in America lasted for a couple of seasons. Right. <laughs> yeah. and, and and HBO typically doesn't invest in in series that aren't 
that aren't going to go two or three seasons. Or that least. they don't have a vision for. Right. And, and, and Watchmen was kind of an exception because I, I think they just understood from the beginning that, you know, it was described as a limited series anyway. Right. So they kind of understood that from the beginning. Um, I think it'll be around for a second season. Yeah. Um, now, where it goes after that, who knows? It, it To me, the second season, well, this is going to sound weird. The second season of a series is the second most important season. Agreed. Um, the first being obviously the most important, but the second season is what determines where something can go in the long run. And it's kind of that second season is where you decide whether you need to wrap it up or you need to, um, you know, keep moving forward. Lost. Lost heroes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and and you're right. And thank you for mentioning heroes. Heroes is the perfect example of, a show that should have stopped at the second season. First season was brilliant, brilliant, beautifully done. Second season was the death nail. Yeah, and part of it, and, and to be fair, part of it was a, a writer strike thing. Yeah, they got cut off at the knees. But even then, even then, the, the Jeff Loeb, the, oh man, the writing behind it, the the actual output of it didn't have anything to do with the writer strike though. The timing of it, yes, the actual output they could have still salvaged that. Because that, that story, that, that outline had to have been written from the beginning. That was getting wacky. Yeah, it, it got bad, and it just got worse after that. Lovecraft uh, can do it. Um, I want to see this last episode before I really commit to yeah. where, what can happen past season two. But they've mostly run out of book. The book is based on they've mostly run yeah. through most of the book material. Yeah. But, I, but, I, but I'll say as an aside to your question... If it ends up being one season, I'm I'm also fine with that. Agreed, agreed. As a as a person who like I after the after the second episode, I was almost not interested in finishing the season because I oh. felt like the, the the second episode felt like a peak. Felt very complete. Yeah, and I was like, oh, shit, where do they go from here? But then I realized that that was just kind of that was setting the backdrop for what the rest of the season is about. And right. And I think from especially from episode four on down, there were some very compelling stories and, and you know, the whole parallel of, of telling the black experience in America um, you know, allegorically through horror right. is, is a very dope parallel. Like, you know, the black experience in America for a lot of people has been like a horror story. I agree. So that part of it is really dope. Um I would not like it to go the way that American Gods went. Man. I thought American Gods had promise, especially in the first season. I just saw a trailer for season three. Oh, they're doing it? Man, what the fuck happened to Ricky Will's hair? Uh, he's British. <laughs> <sighs> but it, it's, you know, that's... I lost interest in that show in the second season. Just. I still haven't finished the second season. Yeah, yeah, I lost interest in it because you know when you when you build things on a mythology or something that's mythology based, you can get it can get tired pretty quickly. It can get tired, or it can go anywhere, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's very dicey. Supernatural has played this has rolled the dice and played this game. Don't don't say that too loudly. For eleven seasons, thirteen seasons. I shouldn't know that. I've never seen an episode, but. I'm, I'm guessing. Somebody, somebody in this household <laughs> lives and dies by that show. 
My goodness. My mom's my mom's big in the supernatural as She's well. She's like, do you know Jared Pilecki? Whatever his name yeah. is. Yeah, they're, they're, that's a... He's going to be in the boys season three. Oh, God. Here like, we go. Okay. Yay. Oh, man. They're, oh, they're, oh, I guess it is coming to an end. They're shoring up their little jobs after yeah. life after Supernatural. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, oh, tr- trust me. Never watched an episode. I know everything about it. Oh, boy. Yes. It's, it's, it's over. I was a, I was a, I was a, I was a fan for a long time. My my mom just I I think Fringe took me away from it cuz it came on at the same time. Fringe is one of the most underrated shows ever, ever. Fringe was terrific. My god. The the cast was good. Mm-hmm. The, the the even the even the what was it like 5 seasons? 5 seasons. Man. That's all you needed. And they 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 zipped it up. Oh, that last season was hard. Yeah. That was my shit. Yeah. My favorite episode is actually in season four when they give you a taste of what's gonna happen mm-hmm. in season five and Walt they, they woke Walter they yep. woke Walter up out of cryostasis. Yep. He created a bomb that like made the fucking building implode. Mm-hmm. Oh, that shit that was the truth. I love that. I love that fucking show. Friends was amazing. Um if you've never seen it before, I think Fringe is streaming on probably Fox, whatever Fox is on. Yeah, because it was a Fox show. Yeah, I maybe I saw maybe I watched watched it through once on Amazon. Could be, maybe. If not, it's probably Hulu. on Hulu. Yeah, uh, all my sci-fi heads, stick with me. I'll I'll, I'll find the answer to that, and uh, I'll let you know where Fringe is streaming. If you are a sci-fi head, you got to watch that through one good time. Yeah. Um. Great cameos. It's the best thing I've ever seen Joshua Jackson in. <laughs> it's, the, it's the only thing I've seen Joshua Jackson in. <laughs> I mean, people really go up for the affair for some reason. I, mm. That's not my kind of story. Yeah, That's not my level of shit. There are some things I won't do for Sonal Lathan. Um, Is she in the affair? I think she was in like the last season of the affair. Huh. Maybe. Huh. I know what's his name, McNulty from The Wires in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, other than that, yeah, definitely watch Friends. As for Lovecraft Country, it could go a lot of places. I, it, it's one of those things where I, I don't want the network to force it. I don't want it to be too good and the network fucking fucks around and forces it. Because mm-hmm. that'll happen and that's when shit gets wacky and you're trying to make the network happy. You're trying to make the fans happy. You're trying to bring in new viewers. Too much shit happens at once. I've always said, if Atlanta never got another season past season one, it would have still been perfect. Yeah. Perfect. It ended without it ended with the outcast on. That would have been a perfect. I, man, that was wonderful. Anyway. Thank you, uh, Mrs. Thank you, Miss Turner, for your uh Listener letters, thank everyone for their listener letters. Oh, we have one. oh we have one more on Twitter. Okay. I never want to forget, I never want to forget I always forget to log into Twitter uh as we're doing the show. Uh or at least on uh our break. So I am jumping in now. It's hard juggling two different accounts on your phone. Tales to Enrage asks. Do you think you're keeping up with the culture more now that you're doing the podcast and reporting on it to others? Uh, or is it the same amount, maybe less as before? Um, 
I'm pretty sure I can. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this for Randall. <laughs> the same or less for Randall, probably. <laughs> Much less. Much, far less. <laughs> what y'all don't know is like a lot of times, a lot of the things that we talk about, he brings to my attention right before we record. Yep. <laughs> And he'll jump right on the computer and 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 Google it real quick and go, oh wow, that's okay. happening. Yeah. Okay, I know kung fu now. Yeah, All right. I, I can't I can't deal with niggatry in real time anymore. <laughs> um, as for me, I think more now, honestly. Um, like a couple of days before we have to report record this podcast, I give it a lot of real thought, and sometimes earlier in the week. I'll start writing things down till about Wednesday, Wednesday night, but I definitely am more plugged in and more invested in, uh, definitely content wise. I definitely give more albums from people that I'm not familiar with, uh, a, a shot. Like I didn't talk about, uh, the Giveon album, uh, Giveon is a, is a new, uh, R&B dude who I think is pretty dope. Uh, I expect good things from him. Uh, he's it, just off of the quality of his music, he's definitely been through a lot of shit. Um, he's, he's got that pain that I was looking for from the weekend. <laughs> uh, I expect good things from him. There's a couple other people. But yeah, I, I definitely go out of my way to try to look at an artist that just dropped or I, or I go I go out of my way to look at the date when uh an album or an EP dropped if that's 2020 I haven't heard of it um I'm going to I might play it on the on the show I click like on way more songs on Spotify mm. um I give way more shows than I used to a shot um for the most part, yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm way more plugged in for good, for for better or for worse. Hey, gotta get this content out. Gotta get the content out. Um, it has made me very weary of the election, and I'm, I'm very, yeah. I'm very sick of the election. I just, as I said before, just want people to fucking pick somebody and get this over with, one way or the other. Just rip the fucking bandaid off. Um, with that in with that in mind, thank you, Tales to Enrage. Y'all know what to do. Opinionswhileblack at gmail.com for all of your uh, listener letter questions. Um, opinionswhileblack.com will get you um, to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram to get in touch with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all that said, it's now time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up! Got a couple of runners up. Uh, our first runner-up, he has never made the runner-up stage before, is Donald Joseph Trump. Wh- what? It goes back to the thing. I'm Like, the the shtick, the gimmick is tired. And it's it's not so much... A, it's a shut the fuck up in, in the way of... It's just... It's old now. It's yeah. old now. It's, 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 it's veered into the stage of not being funny anymore. Or interesting. Or interesting. It's just frightening. Or sometimes just exhausting. I the the little clips I watched before we recorded, before we started recording mm-hmm. of the town hall. If I had to watch what was that, two hours? I guess. Probably. If that was if I had to watch two hours of that shit, I'd have been bouncing off the fucking walls by the end of the week. Yeah. 
No, no. I'm just, I'm sick of it. He just needs to shut the fuck up and wait to be voted out like a man. Um, other runner-up is Rose McGowan. Those of you that are 80s and 90s babies that watch too much TNT at 5 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. will remember her from Charmed oh. uh, as the replacement Charmed one when Shannon Doherty got sick of everybody and left because everyone hated her. Um, apparently, Rose McGowan has been beefing with some cast members <clears throat> excuse me, some cast members from the from the new from the Charmed reboot. Oh shit, gang gang. And it's not even a big it's not even a big beef. They, she just keeps talking about how the new show is trash, and the young people are just well, who the fuck are you old bitch? Shut up. And which which they should be. And for me, Rose McGowan just should not be the spokesperson. For the old school, for Team Old Charmed. Agreed. One, you were always a JV Charmed one. You were the G League Charmed one. Ooh, wow. Like, like you were the Mario Chalmers of the Charmed ones. Sorry, that was that was a delayed explosion. <laughs> I, I couldn't find the right button for that one. Um. Yeah, like, like you know, you for for Shannon, Alyssa, and Holly, they were like, they were like LeBron, uh, um, Dwayne Wade, and and Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh, and you were Mario Chalmers. Damn, if that. So was Clueless the movie beefing with Clueless the TV series like that? No. Well, half of, mostly because half of them that were on the movie got jobs when, when the TV show went up. And I think that's what I think that's the difference here. Is like uh, if, if Rose McGowan is really working like that, she ain't got time to beef. You know, Donald Faison wasn't fucking up his check going no. from 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 he, movie to TV. He went to Scrubs, right? <laughs> which eight which, seasons? Which I was gonna say, which paid him for a great yes. long time. Um, but no, and and part of it is that. Rose McGowan has always... She's that white woman. She's that white woman that gets some shit started that nobody else in the fucking room was talking about. And when you get indignant with her, now you're being rude and now you should stop yelling at me Mm-mm. and it's always a nitpick. She's the, she's that one. And she's not even a good enough actress to be showing her ass like this. Not at all. The best performance she ever had was uh, her relationship with Marilyn Manson. Let me tell you something. Shannon Doherty has like stage four cancer. When someone with stage four cancer who is getting their affairs in order, who has other things to be concerned with in life other than a show they did a lifetime ago because Aaron Spelling liked her tits. When they come down off the mountain and say, let the young kids cook, you need to shut the fuck up. It's time for Rose McGowan to shut the fuck up. Just shut the just fuck sh- up. Just, no just, one's listening to you. Why, 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 why waste your time beefing on some shit that ain't got shit to do with you? Nothing. You had your chance. They didn't. Ain't nobody invited you to shit. That's why. That's why nobody like you. That's why Shannon didn't like you in the first place. Shut the fuck up. 
Shut up! And the number three person who should shut the fuck up is Ryan Henry from Black Ink Chicago. Okay. Um, I know nothing about this. Okay, right. So, Randall is not read into reality TV like that. Um, Ryan Henry is a tattoo is a is a tattoo artist, a self proclaimed tattoo mogul uh, in the city of Chicago uh, for his not for his uh, shop Nine Mag. He is the he is the centerpiece of uh, Black Ink Chicago that follows uh, the life and times of him and his tattoo crew in his in their shop. Um, basically, Ryan Henry is one of these young dudes. Who gets a lot of passes? Who, who, from my opinion, gets a lot of passes and has gotten a lot of passes for five seasons. You talking about Be- this light skinned nigga with straight backs? Because <laughs> <laughs> women have been giving him a lot of passes because he's good looking. Um, yes, he looks like a Dominican scammer. Um, I'm pretty sure he sold me a fake G Shock. Looking like not mellow Anthony. <laughs> Alan Liverson looking ass. <laughs> I've never seen a nigga this uh, this obsessed with edge control. Look at the edges. Okay, I mean, I, I I judge people completely by the cover. So he looked like he he looked like he looked like he came he looked like he came from the future to warn little fizz. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Basically, Ryan Henry to just set it up. Ryan Henry has been getting away with a lot of fuck shit uh, that fuck niggas do because he's good looking and women don't care what you do as long as you're good looking and um, you know have a bunch of tattoos and curly hair apparently. And apparently, and you look like a Dominican scammer who cheated me out of a G shot. Man got the Jim Jones perm kit. <laughs> this shit. So. Ryan Henry, it just came out that his best friend, his real life best friend, uh, since like childhood, uh, went on social media and told everybody that Ryan fucked his best friend's wife or baby mom uh, behind his back while he had cancer. His best friend had cancer. His best friend had cancer. And his and 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 his girl was cheating while he had cancer with Ryan Henry. I hate these little fucking. I hate these little pop ups. Yeah. Now you got now you got to get a fucking soundtrack when you go into a new website <laughs> and get the vid and get the video version of an article that you can read. Right. I hate that. shit. I didn't ask y'all for that shit. Um. So. Ryan has, you know, and and so Ryan has had to address, has had to address his fans, um, mostly because the best friend went to Ryan's baby mama and told on him. Uh, good to know your best friend's kryptonite. Best friend got cancer, and he slept with his wife. Yeah, yeah, man. What an amazing guy. What? <laughs> wow. This is just a sample of the fuck shit he does on the show. Everybody knows he ain't worth a damn. And the crazy part is, women out there will still fuck him knowing that. There are women out here that are like, oh, oh well, he could, he, well, he could, he could cheat with me. Oh man, it, it's ridiculous. Um, and so, um, now he's had to address the public. 
He he. The funniest part is that he he made an Instagram post saying, you know, I owe my fans the truth, and I'm going to talk about it on a live. Pretty you soon. owe your fans shit. <laughs> you owe your best friend the goddamn truth. Your best friend owes you a fucking ass whooping, and and his best friend screen capped it because his woman liked the post and was like. You know when you're when you actually tell people that you're sorry, you're supposed to do something to change behavior. Here, this bitch go liking shit. Maybe she appreciated the honesty. I don't play too much into the minutia of social media. Like, oh, you like this post? Oh, you like that post? Oh, you commented here. That's a flagrant foul, though. But if yeah, that is a foul. That is a flagrant yeah. foul. That's flagrant too. Um, that should get you ejected. Uh, let me tell you something. I don't believe in the guy code. Mostly because when niggas start talking about man code, it's usually about some shit. It's usually to cover up for some shit they shouldn't have been doing in the first place. I believe in the man code today. If there was a man code, fucking my girl while I got cancer need to be at the top of the don't do shit. It, it should be. It should be pretty high up there. I, I agree. This is the most ain't shit of ain't shit I have ever seen <laughs> in real life out of a reality TV nigga. Um, I'm glad it happened only because it has exposed him finally for the ain't shit nigga he is and it looks like the public has stopped giving him passes because he looks good. There are a lot of people that get a lot of passes for a lot of shit because they're attractive. I know this because Jordan Woods definitely says some shit I don't agree with. I don't give a fuck. You you probably forgotten everything that she said. I have no idea what it was that she said that made me so mad. Now, but it, must had, not, it must not have been that important. Well, you know, you know, priorities, and you know, everybody ain't got tastes like that. So, all I'm saying is, I don't even care what the explanation is, and the explanation will start. I didn't finish the explanation because it was starting to sound stupid. Talking about well, we all talked about it. No, you didn't. That's a lie. I know that's a lie because a nigga don't go on the internet and tell all your business and tell his wife, bitch, get off his, bitch, get off his Twitter when y'all sat around and talked about it. But we all talked about it also does not necessarily mean that makes it all good. Because <laughs> that, that doesn't necessarily mean a good conversation came yeah. from it. It could also mean a nigga tried to stab me <laughs> in the process. And, and the conversation ended. Right. Um, so... I hope this is a down. I hope this is his downfall, cause I'm tired of pretty, pretty ain't shit niggas getting away with murder. I really am. Um, as a, as a, as a high ranking representative for all the regular niggas out there who do a lot less and get in trouble as if we did a lot more. Mm. I'm glad this happened. Yes. So Ryan Henry, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Get that toothbrush in jail. Comb your edges down and shut the fuck up. Shut up! B2K is not letting you on that tour. <laughs> it's over. It's over. It really is. It's over. Whatever you, whatever you came from the future to warn your past self, little fizz from, mm-hmm. it it came to pass. Sorry, John Connor. Um, number two, Shaquille O'Neal. Back on the list. What? Um, Shaq Diesel, um, the uh, 
the 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 man of a million the man of a million endorsements um say, expressed that he would like to be picked up for season three of the boys <laughs> that he would like to be included in the cast for season three of the boys um that he wants to play a villain named black demon black demon who, um who shoots who's surrounded by flames shoots lightning out of his hands as glowing eyes in other words he wants to be stormfront from season two um, all that to say no Mm-mm. no Mm-mm. no Mm-mm. fuck that Mm-mm. no hell no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 80s and 90s babies no Look. y'all live through the era of kazam Y'all watch Steel just like I did. Steel is one of the worst superhero movies that you've never heard of. It's on HBO Max, actually. He should have been banned from the genre for that one. He is—he needs to be banned from the whole genre for that. He will never live that down. We will never let him live that down because we all sat through that bullshit with him and Ray J and that fucked up hairline at the time. Um, that was horrible. That and that alone needs to get him voted out. Yeah. And also. I feel like good shows like The Boys, and I've only watched a couple episodes, and I've talked about why I don't really watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like good shows like that can only have one terrible actor, one terrible actor of color at a time. And they already have Laz Alonzo on the show. <laughs> I mean, he makes it. He makes it. They, you know. He he's limited to essential dialogue on this show. I bet, I bet he is <laughs> the star of jumping the broom. Wow. Um, Shaq, no, nah. We went through that. We went through that, and you are not going to traumatize another generation <laughs> with your with your horrible ass monotone. I don't want to sit through a whole season of you talking about. I feel good. Watch me as I shoot lightning from my fist. The heater, the hyper protective vibe. <laughs> You don't want to step in Shaq's arena. Oh, we sat through your raps. Mm, my biological didn't bother. <laughs> we sat through your raps. We sat through those bad movies. We sat through them terrible commercials for 1-800-COLLECT. For Western Union, I mean. Still sitting through those general insurance commercials. Sit through those general insurance commercials. You riding and dying for Papa John's and that sugary-ass pizza. <laughs> You begging, you begging Shawnee on basketball wise to be a family again. You hitting on Shawnee and she was looking uncomfortable. Um, that was, I think, that was part of the fact that this, that was like the, this has been like the first season that Shawnee was even allowed to say Shaq's name on the show. Oh, that show still comes out. We'll see after this pandemic. Oh, we haven't heard anything, but we'll see after this. Pandemic. So he's been on there recently. Yeah. He started showing up on the show the past couple of seasons because uh, uh, by contract, like this was the he's not relevant. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not. He wasn't allowed to, like she wasn't allowed to say his name. Some of the, some of the basketball wives, if they're exes or they have an agreement, they have a gag or they can't actually say the player's name. You just have to know who who they mm. fucking. Like uh, I think Lance Stevenson's baby mom had a gag order like that. Uh, she yeah. ought to have a gag order on that terrible ass uh, Dollar General Cardi B rapping. Yeah, I was gonna say if she, if 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 Lance Stevenson was my baby daddy, I would <laughs> I would voluntarily not say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
So I, I guess I guess I guess Shaq blew it with hoops then, huh? Man, look, hoops hoops had us all fooled. I just got to talking to somebody about that whole flavor of love era. Oh, she was a hood rat. Hoops had us all fooled because she was just low key. She was fine, and she was fine as fuck. Hoops was a come up. Hoops was looking for a come up. And that was made very clear. No, that wasn't going to go the distance. Okay. She was going to find somebody that had and could do everything Shaq does, but 20 years younger. Did she find that? Probably. Okay. Um, uh, Delicious did. Well, she found out a couple of times. Because she's like three faces in now. Uh, somebody paying for all that surgery. Um, all that to say, Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq Diesel... Oh, yeah, there she is. She still looked pretty good. Yeah, um, all that to say, Shaq Diesel, shut the fuck up. Please. Pretty please. Just, you know what you do, you know what you've done that you that you don't that you do well? The commentating shit. And even then, you get a little too you get a little too out of control with having thoughts and opinions about the world and shit. Stay talking about basketball. You and milk dud head ass Charles Barkley. I just want to get that little that little piece off real quick because um, Shaq and Barkley been playing a little too fast and loose, having thoughts and opinions about the outside world. I don't want to I don't want to hear opinions from a cop. Shaq Diesel is a cop. He's definitely the ops. He is the ops, bro. Anybody that goes up that hard for Papa John's pizza. Cannot be trusted. I don't trust anybody that fucks that tough with Papa John's. Um, so yeah, Shaq Diesel, please shut the fuck up. And the number one person that should shut the fuck up that y'all been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen, we have a three-parter. Oh shit! Ice Cube, Diddy, and all you seat at the table chestnut checkers motherfuckers. Damn, Hoops is still fine. Hoops is still fine. She's still doing it. I told you. I'm going to come back to this. <laughs> <clears throat> yes. yes, a seat at the table. Ice Cube, Diddy, all you see at the table, motherfuckers, all y'all have to simultaneously shut the fuck up. Why? Um, Go ahead and hit the button. Hit the button. Shut up! Why do y'all have to shut the fuck up? Because... Um, for those of you that don't know, it, we have mentioned it a couple of times already on this program. Ice Cube wrote out a contract for Black America, whatever the fuck that means, and issued it to both parties, but only the Trump organization, only the Trump administration was willing to talk to him before the election, uh, which tell which should tell you something right away. And Ice Cube is getting pulled through the ringer, being called a coon, being called a sellout, because uh, he wants to because he wants to work with um, he wants to work with both parties, but he is mostly working with the Republican Party on a plan um, for Black America, for Black Americans, for financials, something, something or another. Okay, do I think Ice Cube is a coon? No. Do I think he's naive? Yes. Do I think he is not qualified 
to speak for the part of the community that he wants to speak for? No, I don't think he's qualified at all. Everybody that's rich and famous is not qualified to be a, a leader of the community. Um, also, I heard his interview with Roland Martin, where Roland Martin was schooling him with facts, and Ice Cube visibly had no idea what the fuck he was talking about, and spent half the interview scrolling because he couldn't remember what he put in his own fucking contract for black America. Um... That interview alone should tell you he's not qualified to speak for us on a national political stage. That alone. Um, my other thing is, I'm going to let Randall get his shit off. O'Shea Jackson Sr. has not been poor in 40 years. What the fuck does he know about what it's like to be poor in 2020? That's my only thing. Well, I have more stuff, but Randall, yeah. And I, I, I have to, I, I, I could be up here for three hours talking about this shit. Um, what's, a couple things are disappointing to me. First of all, we know that Ice Cube did not write out this contract for Black America. He's, he's the figurehead for it. Um, he probably sat down with a group of people, well-intentioned people, and they probably discussed some things. Some people put it together. And he used his celebrity and his status um, and his platform to present it to people. The, the, the problem I have with the way that the presentation is done is you're basically auctioning off votes to the, right. hi, to the highest bidder or to the, to the first person to pick up on it. You're, you're auctioning votes and... And you, you, you run the risk, you, you're blindly doing it, you, you're running the risk of auctioning votes to a platform that overall may not benefit you. So even if, even if in this case, even if the Republican platform takes an interest in your contract, what else on their platform works to your benefit? What else on their platform works against you? We've seen for the last four years that that administration has done a, a lot of things that are contrary to your best interest. But you're willing to auction votes because essentially they'll cut you a check for this one. To me, that's what it boils down to, and it's very short-sighted. Very much so. The, the, the part of it that, again, it, another thing that kind of disturbs, or not disturbs me, the part of it concerns me is that you're taking these ideas to benefit your community, and you're, you're putting... You're putting the actionable items on that list in the hands of someone else. So you put all these ideas together, but it doesn't happen unless somebody else does it for you. Right. When something like this should be initiated at, at, a, at a grassroots level, start municipally, go to the state level, go to the federal level in terms of organizing and, and, and initiating actions. There are a lot of things on that list that you, along with a, a, a series of well-organized people, and, you know, maybe some well-funded people who you, you should know at this point. There are things that you guys can get off the ground and get running um, and start doing the legwork yourself. I, I personally am a person who believes in I'm not going to plan on anything that I'm not willing to take on myself. Right. Personally. 
it's so just I, like we were talking about with Lovecraft Country mm-hmm. and Black Wall Street. Yeah. The great thing that they showed him about Black Wall Street was that they didn't need go- well that they not Lovecraft Country didn't show this per se, but they didn't need the government, right, to to, to okay them building a Black Wall Street, a thriving Black community. Right. They they built it, they built it, and the government didn't like it. Correct. And why why do why do we always have to do this reaching out? Why one? Why is it always us doing the reaching? Right. It's never meeting in the middle is never meeting in the middle. Anytime black people have ever had to meet in the middle, it's always right where the Republicans are already standing. Or as as a friend of mine who's more in tune to political matters than I am, the the thing is he didn't have any leverage in the situation. Once you go to somebody else and you're asking them to cut you a five hundred billion dollar check, so to speak. You don't have the leverage in the situation. You're basically saying we need you. We need you to cut a check to us to make this shit happen. And this is a and this is a, a, a an administration that will not hesitate to cut their own people off at the knees. Right. They will cut their own people off at the knees, disavow ever fucking with them, and then turn them into the enemy because they definitely flipped on Fauci this summer. Yeah. So what the fuck makes you think that? An administration that is already that is already either allowed for, turn the other way, or encouraged harm on your community. Mm-hmm. What the fuck makes you think they're gonna cut you a, cut you in for a five hundred billion dollar check? They don't even they don't even want to. If they had that money, they would have put they would have put it into defund defunding and restructuring the police. They don't even care if you get shot in the head by law enforcement. What the fuck makes you think they care about you rebuilding your community? And you almost have to respect a platform that initially turns it down and says, let's wait until after the election. Because, look, you, you grant you, you pass something to someone this close in, a, in an election cycle, and we don't know when he gave it to him, but if it was any time this year, it's too soon or too short notice. You have to know what that administration is going to look like. You have to look like you have to look at what the platform is going to look like. And again, the administration that you felt most comfortable in going with has not even made good on their own campaign promises from four years ago to people who are their constituents and and support them and voted them into office. So what makes you think that they're going to look out for your best interest in this as well? You got to start the shit yourself. And make them commit to supporting it. That's just my belief. The other thing is that I want to know how long this thing is because if this if this contract for for Black America is longer than a page, we know the administ- we know the Trump administration didn't read. <laughs> they didn't read past the bullet points. They didn't read past the bullet points. Um, there are pictures. No, we, we that didn't happen. Um, I think my other I think my other thing is that we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. First of all, let's be clear. Ice Cube is not the uh, uh, Ice Cube is not the first person to try something like this. And going into Diddy, Diddy who has created the Our Black Party, oh, a political party. 
they're not the first people to do things like this. People for it, 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 people always go, well, black people ain't been doing shit for years. Guess what? For years, since we've had to exist in this country during the civil rights movement and before and beyond, people have been starting their own splinter political parties. Mm-hmm. People have been writing up their own contracts for as mandates for things that we need done in our communities. Didn't the Black Panthers have a 13-point plan? Yeah. I, I'm this this is not new. So let's let's stop pretending like these these rich celebrity niggas who have no political who have no political capital, right? Who have no who have no leverage um as far as districting, who have no leverage as far as passing laws, who have no clout in the political arena are the first people to do this. All we need him to do since he spent decades flaunting his his success and his wealth, become at the, the detriment of his own artist. By the way, correct. Yeah, we were saying before the show, can we really trust a nigga who hasn't run Mace his money, or Little Kim, or Faith Evans, or One Twelve, or the Locks? I think he's still got New Edition trapped in a contract. You know what I'm saying? Like, do we really do we really trust him on anything like this? But for someone who's flaunted his wealth this entire time. All we really need him to do is to be a financial resource for the people who know what the fuck they're doing. And with that said, I hate that I, I hate that it's come to this. You know who they need to take a page from? Kim Kardashian. Wow. Kim Kardashian wrote the check. She got in black people that know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, she did that. She gave them the capital so they can do the work. And she shut the fuck up and got the fuck out of the way. That is, these are all facts. These motherfuckers are bored and doing this for clout. Don't ever trust anybody. Don't ever trust anybody with this much with this much money who is who has ruined this many lives in his <laughs> in his lifetime. Yes. With your political future, ever, ever. What the fuck is wrong with you? And you sit at the table, niggas. Let me ask you something. Let me ask y'all a real question. Come to the mic. Get close. Come to the speaker. Get closer. Everybody get in the huddle. Take a knee. I want to ask y'all a real question. And if anybody can answer this with a real straight answer, well, I ain't going to give you a shirt, but, um, you know, we'll, I, we'll see. For this seat at the table shit, of all the niggas you've seen since Trump got in office, how many of them got a seat at the table and had more political capital to burn and had more access and had more influence than when they started? Mm. And if they did, what did they use it for? What did they use it to affect? What did they use it to better their their, their community with? I'll wait. Any of them. All Name any of them. Van Jones, Steve Harvey, Jim Brown, Kanye West. Any of them. Do any of them have more influence in the political arena than when they started? Any of them. Hmm. None of them do. Not a one. Not a single one. What the fuck makes you think Ice Cube and Pete Diddy are going to do some different shit? Are you, are you out of your fucking mind? I can't believe that we are that we are thirteen. We're two weeks away from a fucking election, and we're really sitting here pondering the the possibility of Ice Cube, the star of Are We There Yet, 
the man who wrote Fuck the Police and the executive producer of Making the Band and we're really sitting here contemplating whether or not whether or not they're going to get us 500 billion dollars to solve all black problems fuck you fuck you and anybody who thinks this is a good idea can suck my dick anybody that, that, that got on my page I don't know who that Aretha chick was that got on my page trying to clown fuck off for real what the fuck and, and you still haven't answered any of the questions you haven't answered any of these questions and nobody can seem to because guess what The uh, after all is said and done no, Ice Cube has never talked to Donald Trump a day in his life, but he's the leader of the free world and he is the highest ranking member of the political party that you're doing business with. So yes, at some point, at some point, this is going to go to him and he's going to have to make a decision. So let's not, so yes, he's never talked to Donald Trump personally and he's not, adver and he's not advocating for Donald Trump, but guess what? You going over there to talk to them is political capital that, that they can use. The mm -hmm. black people love me. Ice Cube comes to talk to my people all the time. The blacks love me. The blacks. You know he's going to say that shit. P. Diddy fucking loves me. He comes over here to talk to my people all the time. You know he's going to say that and ain't going to give you shit. You haven't learned from Killer Mike? Killer Mike walked his fat ass over there to go talk to the NRA. And they flipped his interview and made it sound like some shit he didn't actually fucking say. Mm -hmm. And then he's sitting there with egg on his face looking like a fucking moron. It's the same shit. Y'all keep falling for the same shit because y'all want so bad to go over there and give these motherfuckers that want to do actual harm to us a fucking blowjob. This is why y'all want to know that you see that the table ass niggas talking about I'm emotional. I'm supposed to be emotional because you up here trying to speak for me and you ain't even saying the right shit. When you get up and you and you you create a, a political party called our black party, who the fuck is our? Ain't no us. You didn't talk to me about it. You didn't talk to no nigga I know in the hood about it. I didn't get the e-bite. I didn't get the e-fight. I didn't get a fucking census list. I didn't get a fucking. I didn't get a fucking checklist. I didn't get a survey. None of that shit. You didn't ask none of us about it. You asked some motherfuckers with an accounting degree about it. Damn. You asked some motherfuckers with an accounting degree that they still trying to pay off that you probably ain't paying enough money about it. You ain't asked nobody about this shit. You didn't ask me. It's not our political party. It's your political party. You old vampire-looking motherfucker. I swear he gonna be the villain in the new Blade movie. And Ice Cube, what the fuck is that on your head? What is with you and Nick Cannon where all of a sudden y'all y'all get woke and go get these turbans and start, and stop combing your beard? Oh, shit. What the fuck is that about? You're really trying to play this. You're really trying to play this woke part, aren't you? I stopped listening to your bullshit interview when you said you were fucking with the American descendants of slavery. Those fucking lunatics. I stopped taking you seriously then. And Diddy, what makes his fucking money? And maybe, maybe we can talk about you. You go from voter. You go from voter die to our political part. Suck my dick. And all you seat at the table ass niggas, y'all don't give a fuck. 
and this is a real this is some real shit here. And I want to and I want to be very clear about what I'm saying. At the end of the day, y'all don't want to see at the table to improve anything. The only thing you want to improve with a seat at the table is your own capital. Is your own political capital. You just want to move yourself up through the ranks. No nigga who has ever moved up through the ranks politically has ever looked down back at black people and back at black people and said, "Come on in." Ask Ben Carson. Ask Herman Cain. Well, well, we can't ask Herman Cain because he's fucking dead. Mr. COVID or die. You can ask his Twitter account though. You can ask his weird ass uh, Twitter from the grave account. Y'all ain't doing shit. And you ask, and, and, and the next thing you're going to ask me is, well, what are you doing for the community? I'm not a fucking community leader. I'm an entertainer. I do exactly, I do this. And keep, and keep no nothing, no nothing self-serving motherfuckers like you honest. Ask me what the fuck I'm doing. I'm doing more than you. You sitting there beating your dick to hidden colors. Kiss my ass. All of y'all can shut the fuck up. Every single last motherfucking one of you can shut the fuck up. Ice Cube, go fuck yourself. Shut No, I don't think you're a coon. I don't think you're a coon. I don't think you're a race traitor. I think you're naive. And I think you're being strong and wrong in your naivete. Shut up! Because that's, because that's the generation you come from that's stubborn and can't admit when they're doing some wrong shit. And your son's a better actor than you. Diddy, I think you were the same ghoulish, self-serving, thuggish motherfucker that has thrown so many artists under the bus for years. And now you're going to do it with our votes just to make yourself look better. I think you were the same villain you have always fucking been. And I wish you rotten pig slot. Fuck you. Shut up! Fuck you. Eat a, dick. Eat a black owned dick. Eat a thriving community suited and booted of black owned dicks. Fuck you. All three of you motherfuckers. All you seat at the table, chestnut checkers motherfuckers. And all you motherfuckers saying chestnut checkers. Not a one of you niggas has played chess a day in your fucking life. Shut up! I know because you were the same niggas that clowned me for being in the chess club in middle school. Fuck all of you. Fuck all of you. Every single one of you. Shut the fuck up. Kiss my whole black ass. Shut fuck you. Up. All of you. <sighs> Hate all you niggas. Rock the vote. Vote or die. You know what? You motherfuckers don't vote. Stay your black ass home. We don't need you. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote without you. She will win the popular. And Joe Biden will win the popular vote without your dumb ass. D. Randall, if we done a podcast, <laughs> man, I'm, hey, you a little aggressive right now. You you say that with your chest. That doesn't it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> I feel you, Donald Trump. Why would I want to go and have a rational discussion? Why would I think I'm capable of having a rational discussion with somebody who wants to punch who wants to punch me in the face? Who has who has not only okayed people that look like me getting beat up at his rallies. But says he'll pay the bail yeah. if you beat me up again. 
That's not somebody that wants to have a rational fucking conversation. That's somebody that wants to use me, that wants to use me, wants to use my voice. This is exactly the whole thing we're talking about with Joe Budden and talking about how Spotify and the big companies are just using people for their streams. We've certainly done a podcast. <laughs> man, Ooh. Team Oz, I love y'all to death, man. Y'all stick with me through some shit. If you're still listening to this, if you're still listening to this podcast at this moment, you are a true blue, a pants wild black fan. You are a part of the family, man. Nobody in their right mind should be listening. <laughs> it's just still listening to me right now. God damn. Um, thank y'all very much um, for riding this journey with us. I always, I, 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 I can't, I can't put into words how amazing this journey has been. How much I'm looking forward to the next phase of this journey. Um, shout out to all my Houston, Texas podcasters. Um, I love y'all to death, ride or die. Um, y'all have been so good to me. Um, you know, Marcus, Lauren, uh, uh, DB, Humvee, um, uh, hell, uh, uh, Flash. Um, a lot of y'all, man. A lot of y'all out there. There's a lot of y'all that haven't been on the show. Once we, once this COVID stuff improves a little more. Uh, we're gonna get back into the notion of guests. You know, I'm a surprise phone call. Some of you motherfuckers, um, and also get your merch. Yeah, get your merch. The merch is on sale. Token white friend. The token white friend shirt is out. Get this for the for that for that one white friend in your life that gets it. At least get him a button. Get him a button. Get him a button. He deserves something for volunteering to talk to the police when the shit went down. You know. Um, uh, get your merch, opinionswhileblack.threadless.com. Um, I think, I think, uh, use the promo code we will have up, um, until the The 22nd to get free shipping. Uh, I think free shipping on anything in the, in the, in the merch store. Mm -hmm. Um, we got another, there'll be another sale coming up. I'll talk about that. Um, there'll be another sale coming up, I think in, uh, November 1st, maybe. Um, until then, we'll be back. Next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Uh, We're going to get out of here. My voice is tired. (laughs) I need to lay down before dinner. (laughs) Um, um, This has been episode 110. 110. Of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. I am D. Randall. As always, forever in parting. Wait a minute. Cardi B. Y'all leave Cardi B's titties alone, man. Did you see that? I... No? Cardi B's titties got leaked. Cardi B's titties got leaked, and people were talking about because she has big areolas. Um, Jada Fire fans know what it is, bro. Okay. Um, them, them is them the nicest titties you've ever seen in your life. You, some of you regular ass niggas, y'all ain't seen titties looking that good in real life. All right. Um, so yeah, is for always, forever, imparting Cardi B's titties. Then there's some nice titties. Yeah. I'm a Jada Fire fan, so I don't care about Areola. Bye.